This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey guys, we're back once again with another episode of Ready Player 2. This is episode 6. Joining me this evening, we've got the usual cast of Rich. Hello. Ross. Good evening. And last but not least, Zero Blade. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's like episode 5 all over again. <laughs> yes. This is episode 6 now, by the way. You, you've not got oh yeah, I'll use a normal voice then. So, what's what's the haps? What's everyone been up to this week? What we've we been playing this week? Playing loads That's of a, games. We've all been playing loads of games, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a Ready Player Two plays, didn't we, the other day? Yep. On some uh, uh, Modern Warfare Three. Oh, you guys did. That actually turned out really well. In fact, we had a good oh, turnout, a good few games as well. That's yeah, we well, we, yeah, yeah, we did. We did a couple. We did a, a big, a big play. I think there was eight nine people yeah uh playing a fair few people and um Who up to, uh i can't remember off the top of my head um lenny uk names, really. tony p um <laughs> who else uh bringer x did he turn Ringer up x, yeah james uh, was there wasn't he myself ross and Lewis. yeah the three of us uh we had james uh or carador uh from tech foolery yeah, there, there was loads of people. Um, uh, it was a really good night. We had a really good laugh, uh, and it was um, yeah, it was different. It was uh, it was good to to get everyone who might not necessarily play together together to play. Um, yeah, it was so. the first time I've played online on my Xbox. Uh, I think it was two hundred and thirty four days the last time I played an online game. <laughs> <laughs> It's just because just you're an antisocial bastard, really. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I think this is something definitely we're going to be taking forward as our sort of regular thing every Thursday nights now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, even if it's just... I, sometimes it'll just be the four of us, obviously, and then uh, other nights we'll we'll have big publicised events where... Hmm. where uh, well, we, get the we just get every, everyone to play. Yeah. As you, many can tell, you can tell when we invite you in, because it will be a game that we've played before. If we haven't invited you, it's because we don't want to look like idiots playing something that we have no idea about. Yeah, this so was... Just keep an eye on the Twitter feed for the invites and uh, shout-outs about the game nights. Yeah. Likewise, I think if anyone's interested in challenging us or playing us at anything, I think you should let us know on the usual mediums. <coughs> Gamer dads. <laughs> Suck. Yeah. They're, never gonna, they're never turning up. They're like, yeah, we're all modern warfare-ish. Well, I laugh at you, sir. <laughs> I mean, I'm terrible at Modern Warfare, but I haven't played you yet, so I laugh at you. 
from the high and mighty throne in which we yeah. sit. We're I think most of us have uh, also played State of Decay this week, haven't we? I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I haven't I played it's... it this week, but I have played it uh, over the last fortnight. Yeah, it's um, excellent. It's a brilliant really, game, really isn't it? Really, really good. Yeah. So to, to counteract that, to counteract you guys playing an awesome new zombie game that's just come out on the <laughs> Xbox 360 and me not being involved in it, I decided to buy War Z. <laughs> that's on offer, isn't it, at the minute? Yeah, it's on offer for £2.70. Uh, wow. Offer's finished. Oh. Oh, it was on offer for £2.70. <laughs> I bought Get your time travel machines. Yeah, so it was... Um, yeah, I thought I'd give that a go because everybody else is playing zombie games. And I do like Daisy a lot, but it's good to play new things. And for £2.70, I thought it was worth a crack. You're so I had a bit it. of a play at that today. Yeah, 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 I had a go at it earlier. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. I've got to be honest. It's not. It didn't overwhelm me with awesomeness. But uh, it, it's got some nice little features that aren't in Daisy. It's more of a game than Daisy. I'd call Daisy an experience. It's right. it's like a I don't know. It's as close to real as I think you could probably get for something like that with Daisy. Whereas Warzy is much more of a game. It's right. taken a much you have missions they're, they're and objectives like, and things. Well, no, not like that. But it's just the way that it plays and the way that you move and the way that the zombies attack you and and all the rest of it. It's just I don't know. It's it's much much less what I would call realistic, but much much more geared towards actual like gamers. This yeah. it's silly little it's silly little things like the day night cycle in Daisy is is like twenty four hours. So yeah. if you join a server and it's just going night, you will be playing in night for the next like six or seven hours. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it because the day night cycle is real time, and I don't like that. That's one <laughs> thing about Daisy. I just don't get. I don't get it. It's a game. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But stuff like what they've taken, that's not there in War Z. And, but then there's other things, like if you smack a zombie with a hammer, I fucking shit you not. I was there, I got, I got a hammer. This is pretty cool. I'm going to go to that zombie and I'm going to crack its head in. So off I crept to this zombie. Bah, got you. Didn't even see me come in. And it just turns around and goes, well, what's your problem? I'm a zombie. <laughs> I must have hit this thing probably 70 times. And I'm there, there's other zombies walking around. I'm just like, fucking don't you come near me. I've got enough problems with this bastard. <laughs> Whacking him over the head. It's no better with a baseball bat. But yeah, no, it's, it's all right. It's not brilliant. It didn't overwhelm me. But what's State of Decay like? Because it does look pretty good, but it seems like it might be quite short. It's got a bit of a loose story to it, but kind of just survival. But you can, um, and you are given uh, missions, but you can, at the end of it, just go back and to your last save once you finished the missions and um and just play it as a sandbox so and right. just continue yeah, pretty much that's it yeah it uh, you can just continue it's... to play until you run out of supplies because the yeah. they don't respawn supposedly so oh, um, undead of uh, undead labs the developer have, have already said that they've no idea how long you can survive <laughs> um <laughs> with the amount of supplies that are in the map so Sorry. It does get a bit repetitive. Not I wouldn't say it gets repetitive fast, but you start seeing these repeated cycles of yeah. Kind of what's going on with the game itself? You know, they always complain about you. Got you've got your settlement. You've got to set up a settlement. You build gardens, garages, dojos. You start building areas on what you want to add to your little fort house area, and then you can upgrade those accordingly with the resources you've got to find from houses and you've got to go looting. You know, all the houses have a, a few basic zombies, and there's a few, well, I would say it would be hives. There's these infestation houses that are just covered with 
some screamers and which are basically zombies with no arms and no legs. <laughs> uh, no legs, just sorry, no, just no arms <laughs> and just scream at you. Um, yeah, but after about all that while, I'm on like the third sort of city and I've kind of just petered out of the game. You know, it's it needed the ability to you know, have a multiplayer aspect to it. It yeah. did really well in single player. It adds a lot to it, and you are sucked into it. But without the co-op mode that's hopefully coming soon, um, it, it feels like it's still missing that added element to keep it that extra bounce of life that's going to give you that extra, you know, they'll keep you going after the eight hours. Mm. After eight yeah. hours, I think it starts yeah. to get a bit repetitive. You know, I'll say one thing about State of the Case. As much as I did enjoy it, and, and I've kind of not played it so much recently, but for the stuff I did enjoy, they also charge 1,600 uh, Microsoft points. Yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? That's pretty damn big. Mm. Yeah. Especially for, like, a single-player game. Okay, yeah, the map's, I think, four kilometers cubed or something. It's, it's, it's pretty damn big map, but... 1600 points for a single player that they took stuff out of for release yeah it, uh, it should have been 1200, 1200. Points yeah I, i'd say that if I, I felt like if i did 1200 points and i didn't get the multiplayer i don't think i'd be gypped as much yeah how much does that work out as sorry just uh, uh, it's about 800 points to a fiver or something like that five so six quid uh, yeah i think no, so I, I couldn't honestly say, but it's a lot more than what normal people would charge for their content anyway. Yeah, right. you can't yeah. buy so 600 like, points, like, you have to buy 2,000 or 1,500, so 2,070 pound. Yeah. So, right. just a bit yeah. less than 1,700 yeah. really. It pushed, it pushed the boats a bit. Mm. Um, yeah, we've been talking about survival horror zombie games. Lewis, you've been playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing so far. <laughs> I love Animal I'm, Crossing. It, if you I'm not look, mad at that kind of thing, though, because I used to love Harvest Moon. If oh, you yes. look at it, at its core kind of element, it is a survival game. It's got the persistent map, so um, day and night uh, are this on the on a, a 24-hour cycle, yep. as with DayZ, for instance. Uh, <laughs> Hang on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> now, right, now, I'm just going to go back to this. Me and Sarah ended up in a slight spat Right on Xbox Live the other day, where I was basically saying that Modern Warfare 3 and Black Ops 2 are pretty much the same game, right? And then there was a, min- a minor explosion, yeah, and we and we we hashed it out a little bit, like men. So so let me just go back to this quickly. You're comparing <laughs> <laughs> that Animal good. Crossing to Daisy. Is is that what you're doing here? That is what That's I'm basically doing. the same game, Rich. Come <laughs> on, you know it's got it's got day and night cycles. It's obviously the same. You're right. To be honest, can you break bones in it? How is the game, Lewis? I love the the last one on the <laughs> DS. It's good. Yeah, I enjoy it quite a lot. I, I've spent a large amount of today playing it. Um, yeah, anyone that's uh, yeah. on Twitter has seen the pictures of it. <laughs> yeah, I I find that uh, there are quite a few people that i follow on twitter that have started playing it and i've been playing some multiplayer with them and uh, they they seem to sort of put a, a slightly sinister skew on their character which i find <laughs> makes the game a lot more entertaining right so um yeah it, it, it's it's brilliant Good. <laughs> definitely worth uh 35 quid i think it was so mm. 29.99 we are at the moment for those in the uk Again, should we talk about what we know best then? Uh, Sarah's been playing Last of Us, isn't he? 
Yep. Um, I actually managed to get myself a copy of The Last of Us for the PlayStation 3, so I've got to turn on that beast for once in a long time. (laughs) And I've got to admit, you know, the game is very well hyped. You know, you can't go anywhere this week without hearing about, you know, the good guys at The Last of Us releasing the game on a Friday so we can enjoy it over the weekend. Mm. I'm, I'm about, I would say about six to eight hours in. Apparently it's like a 16 hour campaign. And it feels good. It's got to be so far. I've never been involved with the game so much since Heavy Rain. And it's for the little things I enjoy this game for. Now, don't get me wrong, for the, I'm not going to say zombies, I'll try to stick to Infected. Um, but the Infected, they scare the shit out of you, but the atmospherics of the whole game. Now, you go through the starting levels, and it's, you're nice, you're in your sort of encampment, it's 20 years into the infestation, so it's not like it's just happened. This is 20 years after the infestation, you know. It's still These surviving. things are known. Yeah, still surviving, you know, it's when all smuggler atmosphere, you know, martial law has been declared, it's time to survive. And you you play the smuggler, Joel, and you've got smug, smuggle the girl, Ellie, to the other side of town, basically for reasons I shan't mention. Right. He's selling but, it. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh wow, brilliant! Is it open world or is it um, level based? No, it's very. There is certain pathways to go to. So you go to section to section to section. There is a very clear and defined. Here's your kind of route that you're supposed to be going. So, you know, I think we've been spoiled of late with all these open world games where we can sort of roll about and sort of make your way through as much as we can do. And that game, this game, would be fantastic for that. And I definitely would admit that. But the areas that they do let you sort of into are like block zones. Ah, uh, right, okay, invisible now, walls. No, no, they are. They cover invisible walls with like barricades and, um, basically the towns have been nuked to try to calm the infestation down. So you're climbing through derelict buildings and dilapidations all over the place. Right. Now, what I did like was. Even when the world opens up and you're into the middle of this abandoned street, you know, in the town centre, it feels alone. You don't feel that sense of, oh, look at this map. It, you kind of want to hug the wall a little bit here. <laughs> it feels, you know, you, you don't feel as easy as you should do. You know, sun, it takes place in the day. You know, the sun is shining, beautiful gorgeous skylights and then you're sitting like I don't know where these fuckers are I'm just going <laughs> to stick to the wall <laughs> Safe it's there. beautifully atmospheric at that, these little points now even though you're taking this Ellie around town she's not a pile of shit like in the Dead Rising games you've got the followers who do fuck all not so bad in the second one first one is horrible but you know you walk into a shop and you're looting for materials health uh, scissors and everything else and you'll see Elle casually start flicking through the shelves or record collections, actually putting conversation into the game. There's very little HUD. There's very little anything. You really feel alone and part of this game. Is your companion more helpful than uh, Elizabeth in Bioshock? I never really played Bioshocks, but all I can say is probably yes. Yeah. Does, will, does she, she will, do more she... than just throw money and ammo <laughs> at you? No, she will bricks at the zombies, you know, ah, zombies, uh, infected. <laughs> she will, if, if you're getting, like, um, grappled, she will jump on their back and stab them in the back and then oh, run nice. away. 
she will As contribute opposed to running hide, fight. like she'll, Elizabeth does. At most, you'll run high, but what I do like is how the animation is done. So if you hug up against a wall, Ellie will run under your arm, to keep, like between you and the wall. There's so many little graphical effects that I can see why this game is getting fantastic scores and definitely is one of my best games on the PlayStation 3, without a doubt. Excellent. The people at Naughty Dog definitely know their stuff. Well, hopefully it comes to Xbox and I can actually play it. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what this kind of reminds me of? Just a mix between Heavy Rain and did any of you ever play, play a game called Enslaved? Yes. No. Enslaved Odyssey. I, something Monkey and Trip. Yeah, Monkey and Trip. Because mm. she was actually useful. She yeah. actually did stuff. She was a bit annoying sometimes. Now, that's, that's, that's obviously like a Prince of Persia-style jumpy, flingy, combat game. But you mix yeah. that with Heavy Rain, and that, that sounds like what you're kind of going with. Yeah, Denver. And the, the scripting is beautiful. The pacing is... I've never had pacing like this in a game. It's done right. You know, the characters... I'm, I'm 60 hours in. The characters still haven't gelled well together. And Ellie has got a mouth on her that only a mother could love. She's <laughs> flipping people off, telling them to fuck off. She's giving as good as she's getting. She's not a little bitch that's going to run scared. She'll give you abuse if you deserve it, and it's... I can't disagree. It's top-notch. Okay, so... Um, obviously the big news this week is about E3 um, we'll come on to that in a bit but uh, has anyone got any other any other big news that they've seen this week I've got well it's probably not big news but I've got some amazing news this is something that I this is brilliant it's going to change my living room forever <laughs> so Oculus Rift we all know about Oculus Rift now we've spoken about this quite a few times yes, um, I don't know where you're going we were speaking. We were speaking about Oculus Rift sitting in front of your PC or your or your, your Xbox or whatever, and it would be cool and give you another another level, different to a screen and this, that, and the other. And I think we referenced the Craig Charles TV series from Yonks and Yonks ago, which was called Another World or something like that. I can't remember what it That's was, but it was one, basically yeah. a game show where people put on massive honking VR headsets and then stood on these um, like treadmill things and ran around in a really crappy, blocky, vaguely 3D world to complete tasks. So what these guys have done, um, somebody has brought out a, or is bringing out, sorry, a gaming platform that you stand on. It's got a special set of shoes that comes with it, and it doesn't come with a VR headset because it's designed to be used with something similar to the Oculus Rift. So read the Oculus Rift. Yeah. Um, and what this so what this basically is is it's like a, a, a hexagonal or whatever platform you stand on with like struts that come up and a belt thing that holds you in the middle because obviously you're not going to be able to see it because you're going to have this uh, this headset thing on and you run on it with these magic shoes that sen- it senses your orientation and what how fast you're moving and all the rest of it and it's for playing games so you run and put the headset on and you're inside the game. It's called the Omni. The Omni, is that what it's called? It's the Omni Directional Treadmill. There you go. Now, this it... looks... I mean, just give me a VR sword and I'm in Skyrim. That's it. It's a great idea, but I don't want to run around when I'm playing games. Jesus. Oh, no, hell it's a stupid no. idea. Want... It's a stupid <laughs> idea. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing. I this idea. It's a great idea, but it's stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> I'm never going to get one in a million I years. I'm really... I... Oh, I'm never... hell yes. 
I'm fucking lazy. Yeah. I don't want to go running around in my living room. And on top of that, I look like a complete tar. <laughs> you but take, it's still a great <laughs> idea. You take Among the Sleep, Oculus Rift, and a treadmill. I am going to be running around the living room, not going anywhere, and <laughs> shitting it. Yeah, the problem is that you're not going to leave funny. a trail of urine because it's just going to fall in one place. Exactly. <laughs> Thinks you're moving, but you're not. You're basically running on the rollers on the omnidirectional tread pad with a low friction surface gained by the shoes. It's fucking great for survival horror. Any sort of first, there's also going to be the tactical vests that are coming out where you get the force feedback, which I can only design is designed by perverts because the only reason <laughs> you have force feedback vests and things is I want to feel pain when I'm yeah. being shot. Well, I'm putting on force feedback pants. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, that, that's a whole design, different market. That's a whole yeah, Kickstarter out for that. That's our Kickstarter, yeah. Force feedback pants. Yeah. But um, you tell me, like, you put the rift on, you put the treadmill on, and you're in a game like a Battlefield game or a, a survival horror among the sleep. You know, these indie experience first person games, that is going to kick some serious ass. It's like Gamer. Have you seen the film Gamer? It's bollocks, but yeah. it's a good idea. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah. game. Oh, it's a terrible film. <laughs> now, the, the price on the Kickstarter for the omnidirectional tread pad to actually get one of the units, I think, was at $249 or something. It's ridiculously cheap. It is, exactly. So I imagine it's going to come out on full market when it's all said and done. You're talking about £400 anyway. The issue that I've got with this thing is that I can genuinely see people picking up the, the Oculus Rift. I can see developers. I can see it's yeah. been all over the place with this. You know, developers are really going to pick up on this thing, and they have already. I really think that these guys, unless the Oculus Rift partners with them, I think they're going to struggle to get people to adopt to adopt this technology. Mm. I think, I mean, the, if the Oculus Rift is a niche, this thing is a niche in a niche with a force feedback codpiece. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've got good. I've got good feelings about this. <laughs> Good feelings. good feelings you will with the Conti songs. I am well with this. I am very much up for the only direction thing. You know, this is this is a purchase in my books, I'm telling you. I've it, it sounds amazing. This is exactly what I thought of years and years ago when you're watching Lawnmower Man or something <laughs> yeah. like that. This is all this is what I wanted. Stick on a pair of really weird looking tap shoes. Yeah, a, a massive headset. <laughs> He's actually and, quite uh, accurate there. <laughs> yeah, a massive headset give me some kind of four speed pack cod piece and maybe knee pads a gun that I can wave around or a sword and I'm off that's me done feed me through an IV drip don't touch me but here, here's my, my angle into it as well is I actually use the Unreal Development Toolkit to create levels I do a bit of level design so you know the UDK is getting input straight into the Oculus Rift and so is the omnidirectional tread pad so not only can you know you play these games but i can develop my own levels for my friends coming to visit and then stick them on it oh man you design a level of your own house and then go ma- go make the tea and you walk around it in a game <laughs> yeah you walk around it's getting it in very inception-esque but you know <laughs> yeah that's sort of that you know i love developing little horror levels and little bits and pieces you know again imagine any of you come visit it's like i've got an idea come strap yourself in that sounds no, dodgy, but you're never you saying that to me. <laughs> strap, strap in and get. Let's get going. Let's get but, going, lad. Morning. But I love this idea. I'm fully for it, and I'm will be chipping in my pennies for this bugger. Seriously, I think it's quite good. I think I'll be getting myself an Oculus Rift, and if this thing starts gaining traction, 
Uh, then that pun intended? I, it's definitely intended. <laughs> uh, then I will, I'll consider it. I think it's going to be a weird thing to have in your living room, but hilarious if you put your children on it. Especially since if your children are three years old, the belt comes up to their forehead. <laughs> Just hold them by the it's head. See, yeah. I, I'm, I love the fact that you think it's bad when you, people see you in the living room running about with the connect and you're dancing and... <laughs> Your pants. I think running around this, on the spot, people are going to have a whole new idea of you. Yeah. Especially if you're uh, if you're playing it with or using it with an Xbox One, and uh, your Connect is recording you while you do it. <laughs> <laughs> live, That's never going to happen, is it? Live streaming it to the internet. No, no, I'm <laughs> on Xbox One. Some of Microsoft's admittances after after E3 have been hilarious. Some of the, some of the interviews are just brilliant. I just we'll go we'll get onto that in a bit. But I, I'm God. sure we will. I've got a few bits to see in it myself. Oh my lord! Ross, <laughs> got anything bit, from you? Yeah, I've got a bit of news. I just wanted your first reactions to this headline: um, Michael Bay to develop Ghost Recon into a film franchise. Hey, eh? going to be explosions and not much else. Lots not of much. explosions, and then. Right. Probably shoehorn. Uh, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah. Well, you'd need a shoehorn for her, wouldn't you? You get crusted on. <laughs> Apparently, she's going bald because of uh, the new bald part. Her well, her hair is falling out. <laughs> oh, God zero. <laughs> uh, due to the turtles film. Really? Is she a turtle? No, she's she playing. Leonardo. She's playing April. April That's April total for you. <laughs> but, yeah, I anyway, this is a horrible idea. I don't want to see any more Michael Bay films if it's all. What else has he done? I'm not a film guy. What has he done? Transformers. Transformers. Oh, I like the Transformers films well enough. Oh, Rich, he did. Uh, he did Pearl Harbor, didn't he? That was all right. That the black guy in it with a gun. Oh, uh, he's done Armageddon. That was a good film yeah. as well. I like Armageddon. Armageddon was okay, to be fair. You're hitting all the high notes here. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, bad, well, bad Boys. Bad Boys 2. Purge. The Rock. Uh, see, Bad Boys 2 was bollocks. Yeah, they're not, they're not brilliant films. They're good uh, action sequences, but the actual bits interlink, interlinking the uh, the action sequences together aren't the best. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning? <laughs> Never even heard of it. Wasn't, wasn't that just Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, because that was uh, he made that in two thousand and six, and then uh, he did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the remake, in two thousand and three. And then they did a prequel, did they? Yeah, I think wow. so. God. Uh, yeah, so Amityville really Horror. Yeah, That's he did part half as well. Amityville Horror was good. Anyway, I think maybe we're a gaming podcast. Did we? Did we notice that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to get your reactions to the headlines. Um, we've also got uh, there's two unannounced Assassin's Creed games in development. That's at yeah. least the next two years worth, right? Yeah, Ubisoft has said uh, they're not they're in development, but they're not rushing, not rushing them. They're not <laughs> rushing. There's enough people in the studios. So. <laughs> they're not rushing. <laughs> has Assassin's Creed been to Russia ever. yet? <laughs> that would be brilliant. No, no actually, I don't think we have. Um, Take me to the Charles Lee. Actually, we'll, be moving, we'll be moving forward German. in time zone, so I think they're, they're going to be getting more and more modern. It should be by the sixth one. I imagine it's just going to be Desmond. Right now, hang on a minute. Spoiler alert. Assassin's Creed Modern Warfare. Am I, am I going with this? <laughs> oh spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> now, I heard this 
and I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Desmond is dead. Oh, I hope so. No. 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 I have heard this. Now, I'm just trying to look it up. In what game? Um, Not in Assassin's Creed 3, he's not. No, he certainly isn't. No, no, they did it. No, it's not finished at zero. It's either. <laughs> I haven't even watched the YouTube video. I'm just going to sit down now. Either, <laughs> That's me it, either happens, it either happened in one of the DLCs or. No. It, I'm, uh, it might might be some rumour for the next game, but he didn't yeah, die in Assassin's be. Creed 3. I don't know. The, the, anyway, the rumour that I've heard is that Desmond's dead or dying so. or something. something's going on. But that would be. Pointless, wouldn't it? The entire series so far has been about him building up his powers by going through the, the memories of all of his ancestors. Yeah. If he suddenly cops it and then somebody else turns up and goes, actually, I'm pretty fucking nails anyway, let's just go with me. Does <laughs> it ruin the entire thing? Because let's face it, Desmond was a whelp in the first game. He was pretty shit. Although you think he was a whelp, although now that they've done revelations and everything, it turns out that he knew he was an assassin all along. Yeah. Yeah, the storyline makes no sense. Well, no, according, according to his on crack. According to his history, he knew that he went on the run because he didn't want a, want to be an assassin. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't so, want to be an assassin. But then he acted all surprised when he was finding all that shit out about assassins and templars in the first game. He's just like, "What's an assassin? What's a templar? You fucking know. Don't <laughs> you give me that shit. Don't play dumb with me. Don't play games with me, you hoodie twat." <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. And then there's all this, him, he, he stabbed that woman and then there's some apples and there's Eden and it just <laughs> makes stupid people. Make a game where we stab people, all right? We don't need all of this, bollocks. It doesn't make any sense. I've seen Lost, I know how this ends. I've seen Lost, I know how this ends. Everybody's dead. Make a good game. <laughs> Zero, any, any news from you? news wise. No, more. I've just got a bit more of naming and shaming off the E3 stuff, so I'm sure we can put that back a little yeah, bit. We'll save that. Okay. Well, Anyone else? Wise, I'm good. Uh, there's a, a little, little thing, just a little yeah. thing. This was something that I spotted. There's been a um, a survey uh, done that has officially 125 participants in this um, survey who are either gamers or very intensive gamers. Mm-hmm. Yes, or are there gamers, very intensive gamers, or non-gamers? They had some control some control guys in there. And apparently gamers see the world differently. It's been officially tested. And they're sh- they, what they've been doing is showing people a quick snapshot of a scene or a short video of something <clears> going on. <throat> and of everybody, the gamers mm-hmm. picked up on way more that was in the video or in the scene instantly because apparently our brains have been trained to quickly capture what's going on in a scene and yep. assess it. Nice. Oh, no, I could completely agree with that. Where all the yeah. Luddites out there will look at something and go, oh, fuck just happened, that was really quick, what's going on? <laughs> so, there you go. If anybody ever says to you in future, get a life, shut up. We're better than you. It's been surveyed. <laughs> it's official. Yeah, well, it's official. Who, who, They've always done the these surveys. surveys. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> according to the Duke University researchers. There's been a few surveys being done, so yeah, we gain a lot more um, initial snapshots due to screen retention. So we're used to seeing things flash up, like you said, very quickly and gaining advantages. So your Assassin's Creed, your Modern Warfare, your gun games, they all work towards that. Also, our calculation and decision making has increased because of games as well. Yeah. 
the speed of it. I'm not sure whether the the logic that's applied to it maybe is is any better. I would imagine the probably. logic. Yeah, we might be swayed. We might you know go good points, bad points, but. Yeah. But certainly the speed, assessing the situation and moving quickly into a decision on what to do about it. That's what this is said we are quicker at. So there you go. Hire and a we gamer. Are, we are quicker at calling people faggots than anybody else. Oh, God, you've <laughs> never seen an eight-year-old call somebody a faggot so quick as when you jump into a Modern Warfare 3 game. <laughs> or a Jew. You, you'd be a faggoty Jew before you know it. That's what the internet was invented for. What, for eight-year-olds to scream at you? <laughs> yeah. You're too old for the internet now, Rich. No. What? <laughs> Off to the yeah. island with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is it now. I'm going to get killed. What is it, Coogan's run? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any news, Lewis? No, I've been too busy playing games, to be quite honest. <laughs> I did see that uh, there's going to be a new Command & Conquer game, which I'm quite excited about. But yeah. It was uh, E3, wasn't it? It was announced. Yeah. 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 Not heavily yeah. publicised about, uh, about it, but yeah. It's... Um, it looks, looks pretty good. Yeah, I am. I quite enjoy Command and Conquer. I haven't played since so Red Alert, which is a this long time This is another one of these things where every game, every RTS after Supreme Commander was a disappointment for me. After what? That's it. Supreme Commander. Not played it. Play it. I haven't heard of it. <laughs> it was... It, from, from, for me, it's the best real-time strategy game that's ever been made. Spring Cram 2 was okay, but I liked the first one. And Forged Alliance, which was the expansion for it. But after, it's one of those games where after you play it, the mechanics in it are so good that you go back to playing any other real-time strategy game and you can't play it properly because it doesn't have those mechanics. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Nice. You're not seeing this? Okay, no. just very, very quickly, just to explain what it is. You know on most real-time strategy games, you've got a map down the bottom left, for example, or up the top mm-hmm. right you move the mouse to the edge of the screen in order to scroll around the map, or you click on the, on the mini-map down the bottom left. Yeah. Yeah? In Supreme Commander, you use the mouse wheel, and you've got shit tons of different zoom levels, and pretty much what you do is you zoom in, you zoom out. You can zoom all the way out to get a top-down, and at this point, all your units become icons, so coloured icons of your colour. And um, it's like, like looking at a risk board. Do you know what I mean? like a really, really expanded view of everything that's going on on the entire map. You move the mouse cursor to where you want to look at and zoom back in. All right. It's as simple as that. So you literally mouse out, wheel out, zoom back in. But you can split the screen as well. So you could split the screen vertically down the middle and have two completely different views, left and right. Or you could have another monitor and have four completely different views, left and right. All oh, right. It was unbelievable. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry. Just want to plug that in there. If you've not played that before, that's a really good game. Finish him. Um, obviously, we've we've been trying not to talk much about uh, about E three, but uh, we'll move on to that now. What um, what were your big highlights of uh, of E three? Ooh, me, Wait. me, me. <laughs> on, zero. Pick zero. Pick zero. <laughs> I've got to say, finally, fucking yes, I saw some gameplay footage of Thief. <laughs> FIFA. Fucking brilliant. This was the game I was most nervous about because, you know, like I've said in every fucking podcast I think we've done, this is a game that got me into gaming. How paranoid the fuck that Square Enix were doing it. Please don't cock it up. Please don't cock it up. It looked great. It looks brilliant, doesn't it? Uh, okay, the hand-to-hand combat still looks a bit shitty, but FIFA was never really about that. But the stealth elements, fucking yes, finally. It looks more modern. It looks... It looks like it should do. I'm so happy that it's looking how it is. So, 
that was by far one of my biggest highlights of the E E3. One Let's hope it's not what, it, what we were talking about before. Mine would have been yeah. sorry, Ross. Sorry, um, Titanfall, and I never I thought I'd, yep. I'd say this, but it's a it's a proper bro game, basically. Is this the Mech Warrior one? Yeah, yeah. You, it right. run. It plays very much like Modern Warfare because obviously it's from the guys uh, who used to be behind Infinity Ward. Um, but yeah, it, you run around in teams and you control these mechs. And when you call one in, they Titanfall from the sky and you see them crash down to earth. And then you can jump in them and you can fight other mechs and you've got like a jetpack. Oh, that's where the soldier. name comes from then. Yeah. So <laughs> no, Titan, Titan, Titanfall is the first title being released by a new developer called Respawn Entertainment. Yes. Is that now, Vince Sampello, isn't it? That's one. And fantastic for a first title release from these guys. But did anyone play the old title called Tribes? No. I played, uh, played Tribes when they did a browser-based version of it. Now, Tribes is now free to play on Steam. It's a very similar sort of... I, I, I loosely say very similar. But it's a very nice free-to-play first-person shooter where you sort of have mech up in your little titan suits and ski down hills and blow the shit out of people. And it kind of reminded me of that a little bit, seeing them bounce across walls and shit. But check out Tribes, but I'm looking forward to Titanfall as well. It's definitely up there. Yeah, it reminded me a little bit of what was the PlayStation title that where you're in a, a mech? I can never remember. Ghost in the Shell? No. Mech Warrior? Mech Warrior? No. <laughs> no. Oh, God, I can never remember it. Big mechs fighting. It's like a, an arena style game. It's got a single player as well, but it was all about the arena. No. Oh, God, I can't remember. I'm going to have to find that now. But yeah, it, it, looked, it looked very much like that kind of thing. And on the first person shooter side, Battlefield 4. I've never played. Well, I've played Battlefield, but it, I've, I'm more of a fan of the Call of Duty style, personally. But it they looks brought, they, superb. They brought something back that really was, I think, fundamentally missing, which was Commander mode. Has anyone heard of this? Yeah, I loved the Commander mode in Battlefield Two. Yeah. Two, I think it was. Yeah. That's now back and forth. So you've got your tablet device where you only see a top-down view of the map as people are playing. Mm-hmm. So you're using your tablet, you're using your mobile phone as people are playing, you're watching the maps, your squad's going around, and then you can call in airdrops or support drops or pickups or vehicle drops. You can take command and sort of point out where they should be going from a top-down view. Yeah. Okay. And it's just a, a new element. Well, it's not a new element. They had it before, but I'm glad they're bringing it back in. Mm. Was it in Battlefield 3? I never really played Battlefield No, I was, 3. I was never in Battlefield 3, unfortunately. Oh, wasn't it? It was a really good mode. They did it in Battlefield 2, and it worked really, really well. The great, the great thing about it in Battlefield 2 was that you had one guy was was de- designated the commander, and yep. you had to hide somewhere because you were physically in the game as well. You didn't just have this top-down view. You were you had like this tablet that you were looking at, but you had to hide because while you're looking at all this, you're not paying any attention to your surroundings, and you can't defend yourself. So somebody could find you and kill you, and while you're dead and respawning, your team has got no intelligence, no air support, no direction whatsoever. I thought it was really good. Not to mention that, you look at the sort of level detail and the amount of destruction involved. I think they've called it Levolution on <laughs> Battlefield 4. Wow. <laughs> you can literally... Oh, there's a great scene that all the trailers you can see about it, which is a guy running into an underground car park, taking out one of the support struts to take down the tank that's on the street level into the car park. That's amazing. If that actually carries into the game properly... 
that will be brilliant. That'll add a whole new dimension because you'll be able to have demolition experts, people that are actually set to go and take the enemy's strategic advantage away from them by taking away literally their building and support. That's the way I think that's how they're kind of putting it out. Sorry, Lewis, sorry. I was going to say, sorry, it gives more pre-planning into it, so you're more strategic about what you're doing as opposed to just run and gun. Yeah, and the team will have you, obviously, because if you're in a structure that's well, you know, you've got a good structure, you've got a good vantage point, but there's a risk that if the enemy takes out the struts underneath it, the whole thing's going to come down and your team's going to die or the, or the objective that you're protecting is going to be lost. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to have to make sure that you have guys protecting those struts or the weak points in the building to make sure that they don't take those out. So it adds strategy on both sides. It'd be brilliant. Well, They've actually got a great video footage off that in one of the trailers where you see them actually bringing down the skyscraper. <laughs> a huge fucking tower building. And the people are having to run and jump, like, free fall out the window <laughs> to get away from the destruction. So, you know, they're jumping out. It's got the pool parachute here. Nice. So I think this, for level destruction, the fact that you can pretty much nuke a level... Loving the idea of this. God, can you imagine the stress that that must put on? I mean, if it, if the building just like falls and it's a pre, almost yeah. like a pre-rendered destruction of the building, yeah. Then, all right, not too bad. But if the whole thing is dynamic, dynamic, oh. yeah, and the building actually falls, like if you could imagine if you could get the building to fall in the direction that you wanted by taking certain struts out on one <clears> side. <laughs> Holy shit! So somebody's somebody's holed up in a building, right? They've got it really, really well protected. You can't get in there. You can't stop them. So you collapse the building next to them, onto them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that would be as awesome as that would be, I think we're a long way away from that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pre-designed. Okay, enough explosives have went off. Let's drop straight down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even that, even then, still, I'm loving the fact of what you can do with it. Yeah, red faction meets battlefield. Yep. Also and of to course, mention, we... uh, Dead Rising Three. I think you were going to do that, zero, but. Right. I actually, I, I, it wasn't actually on my highlights, and it fucking should have been because right. that looks beautiful. Uh, on you go, Ross. It's such an improvement over two. Two, I really didn't enjoy two at all. I like some the of idea. the customization ideas, but um, this one looks it's what, setting out, setting out outside, so you can travel between houses and things. Uh, the trailer yeah. for it just looks brilliant. It's getting and how many zombies? Shit tons, shit tons. <laughs> considering it's outside, considering that it is like really open, open air. Mm. I, I mean, the first time when you when you're watching the kind of E3 on stage demo, when you see all those zombies suddenly break down that fence, <laughs> and you think, oh wow, hello, there's there's a lot of zombies there because there's three there, and he's whacking them with his wrench or whatever it is he's got, yeah. and he's looking kind of manly, and then suddenly a load of zombies break down the fence, and then you turn to the left, and then another load of zombies break down the fence, <laughs> so he turns to the right, and then like a billion zombies break down another fence, and he kind of goes, well, do you know what? This is a stupid idea. I'm not being here anymore. Yeah. So off he buggers up onto a roof. I really liked as well when he jumped down into the building. There's a, there seems to be a really good mix of open world crazy zombie killing mm. and when you go into a dark building a kind of closed corridor almost resident evil style survival horror feel to it that's exactly what it reminded yeah, me it, of as well in the it corridor it doesn't look like they've sorry it doesn't look like they've they, they've went with the whole comical happy-go-lucky feel of you know one and two where it's all let's stick masks on things and take pictures and oh look how funny we are this looks fucking serious it does but they've been slated a little bit for that they've had a bit of a kicking because of that exact thing a lot of people have been concerned that they pull a bit pulled a bit of a gta 4 where they've taken mm -hmm. the game too seriously but they have said that even though we didn't show it 
there is an awful lot of craziness and there is costume you know manipulation and you will be able to run around in your pants and chop zombies in half and, and stuff like that. I think they wanted to... And do you know what? One thing that it really reminded me of, and I don't know if anybody else played this, does anybody else play a game called Driver on the PlayStation? Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah? The car part, when you're driving around, when he's driving around in the car in that demo on, uh, on Dead Rising 3, the, the, the driving and the way that it handled and driving through objects and through, you know, like he drives through the glass panes of that building, yeah. really reminded me of that game Driver. Hmm. It looks like it doesn't look like they've just shoved cars in it because they were saying apparently if a load of zombies cling onto the car on one side, it will affect your steering and pull the car in that direction. And that sounds brilliant. That sounds really good. That sounds great. And they yeah. can try and pull you out of the vehicle and everything. And it showed that the weapons can be combined on the fly now as well. Yeah, well, he just attached that, um, his flashlight to his gun, didn't he? Yeah, and he attaches a sledgehammer to a, to a circular saw at one yeah. point. So, yeah. Shows what you can do with gaffer tape. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, a bit of gaffer tape, yeah, sledgehammer and a circular saw, we're on our way. It, I also like that they, a lot of them seem to be at, at, adding the uh, smart glass. Yeah. So Ciro was saying that you, you – was was that what you were saying with Battlefield 4, Ciro, that you have a, your tablet with you and is yep. that smart glass? I think I, I, it maybe will be that, but I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on it, but it was. Everyone's using tablet devices and a mobile phone. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's safe to say yeah. that smart glass. Yeah, so this is to, what this is. I have to say, I think smart glass at the moment has been far underused. Uh, the, yeah, but it's not, also kind of been shot out of the water by by the fact that the Vita is going to be this a companion device and all the rest of it. But the one thing that Microsoft have got with smart glass over pretty much everybody else is everybody's got a smartphone. Or everybody's got a tablet. Yeah. So they're probably the only platform, other than the Wii U, where you get the tablet with the console, but let's face it, nobody bought it apart from Zero. <laughs> you, you, everybody's got this, this smart, smartphone or a tablet where you're going to be able to interact with the game in this way. Yeah. But with Dead Rising 3, you've got uh, what they said is there's a whole other mini game. So there's a guy who is locked in this military installation, and, and he's not from the military, I don't think, and he's just a guy and he's hidden in there. There's zombies everywhere, and he's in front of this control station in this military installation. He has no idea what any of the buttons do, and there's a load of information on the screens, but he's trying to help you out. So you can use your phone or your tablet or whatever, and he talks to you through the tablet and goes, I'm not really sure what's going on, but a load of lights have just lit up in Sector C. <laughs> and he can give you information about hotspots in the city, um, what might be going on if he's picking up any radio transmissions. He can direct you, direct the player that's playing the game. So you can either do it yourself. You have this smart, smart glass tablet or phone next to you and you do it yourself or you have a friend on the sofa with you and they're doing all of this stuff mm. but you can call in airstrikes at certain moments and kind of help you through the game you can play the entire game without this supposedly but with it it looks like it could be quite neat sounds cool sounds so good. i take it we're not going to obviously mention the fact that kenny sony spanked xbox a little bit then is it true that ooh you were in the car park across the street I mean, yes. is, is that just a rumor what what no, was no. that Right, That's what's true. happened with Ouya, they they were a bit smart, actually. They released um, what they called Ouya Park, which right. was a, a car... They rented the space in the car park slots opposite the expo. And they had their own little expo called Ouya Park. Right. E3 didn't like this. <laughs> so they hired, they hired the spots in front of them. And they parked a fucking trailer in front of blocking their view. <laughs> to be fair, though, that's kind of that's kind of fair enough. Like, <clears throat> why 
It just well, sounds like they were doing it for attention-seeking more than anything. Or they couldn't the afford guys. to buy a fucking space in the conference. Or they yeah, basically. basically. Mm. What's op- awesome is what Ouya did next. They burnt the trailer. No, they, they, they hired a space in front of the trailer and used that as another blanket space to oh put up a banner. <laughs> E3 flipped out. Where did anybody park? This was opposite from the Expo car park. This was right. just off it. So they hired a space in front of the trailer again and put up a big banner saying, you know, we're Oya Park. E3 called the police. Oya showed... <laughs> Yep, E3 called the police on Oya. They turned up in their little moped Segway scooter things. Um, they showed Oya showed them the paperwork, gave them a whole bunch of Oya merchandise, and they left. The police left happy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of that saga, really. Oh dear! Did they get much interest apart from the stupidity? To be honest, looking at the park, it was a, a flip-out trailer, a couple of seats and a minibar thing. I don't know if they got much or anything at all, but I think the whole press release or the, the PR from the whole E3 versus Oya Park, I think that drummed up some interest. Yeah, so that's the bad. It's interesting that they've done it, but on the flip side, you can't help but think that they were being a bit petulant. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It just makes them look a little bit petty. Yeah, they knew they knew they were going to cause a stir. That's why they did it, and it's just I don't know. It seems a bit weird to me. Ross, weren't you talking about uh, getting or looking at the Ouya last week or a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I was reading in the um, PC magazine about it. Actually, sounded quite good. I think. <laughs> Anyone else in tempted by the Ouya? No. <laughs> uh, to be honest, <laughs> I've got. I think no. Just no. I, I no. I'd rather, I can't think of a good reason to get one. Maybe in a couple of years' time when the games have come out and the, and it's maybe picked up a bit of traction, but by the sounds of things, that's going to be a couple of hardware revisions in because they've already admitted that the hardware is not going to stand the test of time. So after a year, two years, you're going to need to buy a little hardware upgrade module that it's, makes it uh, more powerful. Yeah, it'll be yearly upgrades from what I read. I'm not interested. Why, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Why would I buy something that I will have to buy again? Why would I want to be an early adopter and show them my support, where in a year's time I'm going to have to buy something again when the good games start coming out? Why don't I just wait a year? Mm. I don't know. It but, then, but then in another year, yeah, another one. you're going to have to buy another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've got to say, I've got a PC. Steam are greenlighting so many games nowadays, so many indie games. And besides that, you can buy them from the developers' websites. I mean, most of them will be making them for PC as well. I can't think of a good reason to get the Uya when you'll be able to get these games on PC. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That's pissed on my it's chip. Game... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, the games, it's the games that sell the device for me, and the Uya isn't going to be doing anything else. It's not no. like it's going to be your home media center or anything and, like that. No, and of course the other thing is, is you have a mobile phone, so you can do, you can play uh, games. On, on, I kind of, I, I'm agreeing with Ciro in, in the sense that this is not, it's not a mobile phone. Yeah, all right, it's Android, but the, there will be games coming out on this thing eventually that just won't work properly on a mobile phone, or the mobile phone version of them doesn't play as nicely. I will always prefer playing with a pad or a keyboard and a mouse over trying to play on a screen. Yeah, but you I just can, can't. Play. You can still. Put pads. I mean, there's the Moga pads, which are uh, uh, fucking around with that. I just, I can't be bothered. I can play I better games anyway. I, I was such a proponent. Of... Yeah, I, th- um... I think it's come down to the more peripherals you need to add on to get to work on a mobile phone compared to the Oya, etc. Yeah, yeah the, sorry, the PC said if it can make I've a got, difference. 
I've got Bluetooth gamepads, and honestly, I can't be bothered. I was such a proponent of the Advent Vega when it came out, and I would, obviously, I don't know if anybody knows me from that, but I worked so hard to make that a system that everybody wanted to use because it had the newer versions of Android on it. It could play the latest games. I went out of my way to make sure that we included Xbox pad support with it so that people could play all the Tigra games that supported them using an X-Pad. Uh, it had HDMI out on it, so you could plug it into your TV and use it as a mini-game console, and I did. I used it for playing you know, N64 games through an emulator and stuff like that. But really, I can't be bothered. Just I can't do it on the PC. It's so much hassle. Just do it on the PC. I've got a laptop. <laughs> My laptop's got HDMI out on it. I just plug that into the TV. Yeah. It's easier. I don't know. Right. Let, let's let's leave that there, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Sarah, you mentioned uh, the, the Xbox pretty much uh, shit in the bed at E3, didn't they? PS4 pretty much won outright. Yeah, they... The sort of the Microsoft side of it, they're in a PR hell at the yeah. moment, and I do not envy any single one of them. You know, they basically shit the bed and said so many things to probably the wrong people at the wrong point in times that got picked up upon. Mm. Especially, right, we know the whole lending console and that hoo ha, and basically Xbox don't want you using used games or trading with your friends too much. Once, I think, is a limit to a select group of people. But, you know, PlayStation came out with their uh, YouTube of, here's how to swap games on a PlayStation 4. (laughs) One guy passing it to another guy. Yeah, Yeah, one guy passing it to the other guy, which is a fear of slapping the face. But, you know, the fact that even on other interviews from various Microsoft staff, they say, so what do you do if you've um, not got an internet connection? You know, internet goes up and down. We've all experienced it from times. You know, it can go down for days. It's, It's shitty when it happens. Some people might be in transition between moving houses. You know, I move house almost every year, and due to that, I'm, I lose internet for a couple of days or weeks because mm. you've got to set it up on new houses. Or, and I'd like to bring this up more importantly, military personnel. Yes. Yeah, my brother-in-law's in the Navy, and they have a, an Xbox 360 in their little like common room. And he asked yeah. me about this, and I said, I, I really don't know. As far as I'm aware, you won't be able to play it. Just a lot of the time they do have, do have internet connections a lot of the time but i think that obviously given certain circumstances the chances of you having an internet connection are extremely low yeah. or a lot lower than it would be i mean let's face it bt is shit in the uk they're hardly going to string a cable out over to afghanistan <laughs> no. well actually no. they've, they've well, actually... stated a fact on what the, what to do if you do not have an internet connection yeah and buy a 360 that was it <laughs> yeah. uh, or buy a well, ps4 of course the other thing is is it's unlikely that they'll be able to get an Xbox over in Afghanistan because of the region locking and the fact wow. that they're not <laughs> even shipping or selling units in certain countries. So yeah, I think isn't one the, Poland one of these countries? Yeah, I was going to say, I think one of the best ones that I've read is that uh, developers at Deep Silver, who yeah, bought yeah. out some of the, uh, the IP from uh, THQ, um, they... <laughs> Brilliantly, some of their guys aren't going to be able to test the games that they work on because they can't get an Xbox One in Poland. Which <laughs> I, I mean, just, surely the dev kit will work over there, you would have thought, but it's just yeah. it's just everything. And I've got to say, Microsoft, if anybody from Microsoft is listening, I would like to say, well, originally I was going to say, you need to, the gaffer tape comment that we made earlier, you need to get some and you need to put it on Don Matrick's mouth, <laughs> right? Or... The problem, the other problem is, he did another thing that I saw that I was, I was actually face palming. 
just so everybody, the only console I own at the moment is an Xbox 360. I love the Xbox 360. I love the original Xbox. I'm very much an Xbox fan. But Don Matrick, for the love of Christ, shut up. You silly person. Just, you need to think about what you're saying. Or, alternatively, you need to think about what you're not saying. Don Matrick, you need to think about what you're saying. Or, alternatively, not saying. Did anybody see the panel with Don Matrick and, uh, I think it was George Lucas and Steven Spielberg? No. Did no, nobody see this? No, yeah. right. This was brilliant, right? So not only did he make that ridiculous comment, if you can't get an internet connection, get a 360. What a stupid thing to say, you damn yeah. bastard. But on top of that, yeah, he sat there in this in this kind of panel with uh, these movie makers. So George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, I think there's somebody else there as well. And pretty much what's been happening is George Lucas and Steven Spielberg have been slating games. Games have got no emotive characters. Games do not have a storyline that draw you in. Games will not evoke an emotional response in the same way that movies can. Games, Red Redemption. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I'm sitting there thinking Red Dead Redemption, Heavy Rain. There are so many games that I can list out. But Don Matrick, he just sits there. He's just announced, right, the biggest, what, as far as his company is concerned, the biggest next generation console, which has got a load of games, which he's desperately trying to push because he's having a lot of, you know, a lot of bad press going on around him. What does he do? Fucking nothing. He just sits there and agrees with them, just nods his head. He said not a word. So they were literally slating computer games and saying how computer games just cannot capture the emotion of human interaction or anything else. And he's just, yeah, whatever. This is fine. What an idiot. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, A couple of things. Sorry, let's go. Sorry, I was going to say, just just going back to the the region locking... um, Excellently. On the other hand, the PS4 is region free. Yeah. Yeah. So you can import games all you want with no issue. Do you know what? I reckon there was a little bit. For that. I reckon there was a little bit talking between Sony and Microsoft, and I reckon somebody at Microsoft rang Sony and went, "Right, we've got this idea about sharing games." And the guy at Sony went, "Yeah, it's a really good idea. We'll do that as well." <laughs> and, and he went, "I reckon we're going to region lock things, you know, piracy and all that." And the guy, the guy at PlayStation has gone, "Yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. Oh, we'll mention that. I think we'll do that as well." And uh, right, and it's come to E3, and they've gone, "Ah, surprise! <laughs> we're not fucking doing any of that, you stupid bastards. Why would we do that?" There's a couple of things about the PS4, but they've they've kind of not hidden away as such, but put in small print because it's not. Yeah. Like yeah, the uh, PSN Plus is now required for multiplayer. They've not been yeah. really slighted about they that. Have said this, they have said this, but there's a big thing. There's a big plus. Not a plus, but so the PSN Plus is now going to be required for multiplayer in the same way that Xbox Live Gold is going to be is required for multiplayer. But yeah. a massive difference is. With Xbox Live, or with Xbox, you need Xbox Live Gold in order to watch Netflix, or even to watch YouTube, mm. or in, even on the Xbox uh, on the Xbox 360, I would imagine it's the same on the Xbox One, even to use the internet. You can't even use Internet Explorer what? unless you've got yeah. Gold, right? But pretty, pretty much... It's not costing them anything for me to fucking browse the internet. Yeah, Whereas pretty much any of the should all be available features. for yeah, silver. Any of the online features, any of the online features, you have to have Xbox Live Gold. I can't even watch YouTube on my Xbox 360 because I didn't have an Xbox Live Gold account, which is just ridiculous. How is it costing them any money for me to watch YouTube on my internet connection? Mm. But so what PlayStation, what Sony have said is, yes, it's going to cost you. You're going to have to have a PSN Plus account in order to play multiplayer games. But look at what else you get with this PSN Plus account. And you don't have to have one if you just want to watch Netflix or if you just want to browse the internet. You can do all of that stuff. It is just for playing online. That's all. Yeah. That's the only benefit that you'll get. But look at everything else that you get with PSN Plus, which 
let's face it, when was the last time you got something free from Xbox Live Gold? Now, I say that, but... Yeah. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We've started doing this now. Yep. Fable, Fable 3, was it? Yeah, I think it's going to be monthly, a new game every month. Quite, that's yeah, what PSN two, Plus two is. Free, it's it's yeah. actually two free permanent games a month. And yeah. PSN Plus, you can I think you get three or four games. You get a, you get a mix for PlayStation Three, Vita. Vita yeah, Wait, I mean, if you've got a, a PS3, uh, the PS3 console and a PS Vita, you're laughing because you can get up to three, four, five free games a month, and you yeah. get a, a couple of pretty good games. I mean, this month or this year's uh, games are XCOM, uh, Little Big Planet, Karting. And Hitman, uh, Absolution, you've got Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah. Um the the third um Uncharted game. Uh, <laughs> Little Big Planet Two. Um yeah, there there's just loads of loads of good games that are for free. I mean obviously Fable three that they're saying is this free game for however many months, but uh yeah, it's uh it's kind of a oh that's a good idea so we'll implement it but so we don't lose uh, or we lose as little money as possible that's what I it think, seems to be i think with everything else that's the, that sony did i think with with them going yeah we're not region locked yeah we're allowing people to share their games however they want yes we're allowing indie developers to self-publish their games which is another thing that microsoft are not allowing mm. they um because of the, of the enormous game reel that sony showed during their um during their conference, a lot there were a lot of indie games, a lot of them, and they are allowing indie developers to self-publish their titles to the PlayStation Network, which is a big thing. Microsoft are not. They're not allowing self-publishing from indie developers, which is going to mean that there is going to be a, it's going to be more red tape for the indie developers to have to cut through. And I've got to say, I think everybody's saying this, but one of the biggest indie games that they were touting for the Xbox One was Minecraft. You can't that, you can't that, say that Minecraft's an indie game anymore. When you've got no. more money than a lot of AAA developers, you are not an indie developer. I know you're independent, which is kind of the point, but you are you're a big developer at that point, surely, aren't you? I mean, it's on, not an indie game. On the other hand, though, I think we were having this conversation the other day, looking at some of the indie games on the Xbox Live Arcade, and to be honest, most of them are either Minecraft ripoffs, <laughs> yeah, because that's just because apparently there's no imagination rubbish avatar games so like avatar wrestling or avatar poker or avatar mountain biking or something stupid like that paintballing yeah or they've 
Well, they're zombie games. So yeah. it, I that doesn't really bother me. I think it mean it just means that indie developers are going to have to up their game so that the Xbox Live Arcade, just indie arcade, doesn't get filled up with shite. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I think the big point is, I think the biggest difference, and Ciro might be able to confirm or deny this or put me in my place, but as far as I know, PlayStation Sony are basically going to allow indie developers to push games out to the PlayStation Network. They'll create their account. They have their own developer account, which is goes through all of its all of its processes and make sure that they're legitimate and da 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 da. And then they can publish their games themselves, put their price on or whatever they want to do, and publish it straight to the PlayStation Network. And off it goes. People can then download it. Whereas Microsoft are going to have an Apple-esque vetting system, where you have to submit the game to Microsoft. Microsoft have to go through a process of okaying it, and then Microsoft puts this game on Xbox Live Arcade. And when you want to update your game, you need to do the same thing. You can't just update it to the latest version on your own. You have to go through Microsoft in order to do it. Yep. That's my understanding of what, of what is going to happen. Apart from, from the updating part of that, that sounds like a good idea, though. That's quality control, surely. Yeah. It, There's a lot of quality control, but the vetting process that Xbox currently have in place costs a lot of money. Hmm. This is not a free service. No. So, and it takes a lot of the time. So, you know, for the PlayStation Network, they've got the due diligence when creating an account. They put forward things. They put their fee down and go, right, this will set you up for the PlayStation Network. You know, you have to vet. I think there's a set, there's going to be set billing and set pricing that they need to put in place. So they can't just put up games for 49 pence. They're going to have to be, you know, a, a high bracket, a medium bracket, and a low bracket that they'll have to stick to. Yeah. But they'll have a, a lot more control and a lot more, okay, we've got an update. And then that update just flows through the process very quickly as all the things have been done downstream. With the Xbox, it's every time you're having to jump through this hurdle. Okay, you want to go through, you want to do an update? That's going to cost you X many thousands. Yeah, that takes to piss a bit. It's, yeah, I don't know. Microsoft are creating themselves a lot of work as well. That's another thing that you've got to think about because you don't have you're reliant on even microsoft's got a problem if there's something going on with the with xbox live or something like that that's going to be their priority they're not going to be concentrating on your game update to fix a problem that you've you know you, there's a bug in your game you realize that people are using it to exploit things you want to re- roll out an update but microsoft are having a problem or they're concentrating on something else there might be a delay and all right it might only be 24 hours but that could make all the difference whereas on the playstation network you get full control of your own title and let's face it these guys are indie developers a lot of the time the entire reason that they're doing this is because they want independent control over what they're doing they're not going to like the fact that they're going to have to jump through all this bureaucratic red tape in order to do what they want to do with their title i i just think that everything certainly in the way that that sony have phrased things whether this comes out in the wash in the end i think is going to be a different matter but Certainly in the way that Sony have presented the way that they're going to be handling certain things, and in a big way, indie developers and indie games, for me, I have always been an Xbox man, but I am strongly considering that my next console will be a Sony console. Are you even still considering that? Because like, I used to be Sony, I went Xbox, I've contained with Xbox as a loyalty. Now with everything going on, how they're treating the people, basically, which is, you move with us or fuck you, you go back. I'm, I really have. I've jumped ship. Yeah. I have a PlayStation 3 at the moment. You know, I, I, I game on my Xbox, and I do my PlayStation 3 for exclusives. Now, I'm thinking that's probably much going to be the way going forward, but it's going to be the flip. You know, I'll have my yeah, PS4 for gaming, and the Xbox or the Xbone 
pretty much only for their exclusives. If I'm, any. Think, I'm thinking I may very well trade my Xbox 360 in shortly as well and get myself a PlayStation 3 because there's an awful lot of PlayStation 3 exclusives that I've never played because I haven't got a PlayStation 3 currently. And I'm thinking that I might swap it out because I don't use my Xbox very much anymore because I play, play my games on PC. But there was Uncharted and Heavy Rain and a lot of really good Xbox 360... Uh, a lot of good PS3 games that I've not played yet, so I'm thinking about doing that. And I might even, I might switch over to the PS4 in the end. See, you can do that. We've got game nights coming up now, so <laughs> we need you on the Xbox. <laughs> you mean on Xbox? Well, as soon as my free Xbox like Gold runs out, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to keep get, keep begging on Twitter for people to send me the free like 24 hours Gold accounts cards. There's another <laughs> shout out to gamer. If yeah. you've got any free There's Xbox another... Live code, send them into the yeah. Hospital. Send them over to me. If, let's see if we can get me an entire year worth of Xbox Live codes. The, I'm uh, the pretty sure that... um, Microsoft will put a stop to that shortly, though. <laughs> oh, they're going to put a stop to something else, which I was going to point out as well. Xbox points, Microsoft points. Now, yes. this is something that I've heard, which apparently, go... this is true. And if this is true, they're mad. They're mad on a couple of levels at the moment, but they're extra mad with this. So the Microsoft points are going. It's going to be switching to, to money, to regular money. Now, from what I've heard, and I've looked at this on a couple of sites because I couldn't fucking believe it when I heard about it. Your points, your Microsoft points, at some point after they do the switch, will expire. They will go. They will be gone. So if yeah. you've got if you've got 400 Microsoft points left floating around, it's not quite enough to buy anything that you want to buy. You're just keeping them, and you might top them up eventually when you see something for 800 that you want to get. They'll go. They'll be gone. It won't convert them into the current currency. They won't give you a certain, you know, the equivalent amount of cash money on your Xbox account. They will just go. Microsoft What's points that? expire anyway. Yeah, but what's that bollocks? That's ridiculous. Well, there's what? going to be that transitional period. You've got to remember that when they do implement the pound or currency system, that the Xbox point system will run in tandem for that year. Mm. I, to be Is honest, it in the entire year? It will be. It will be the standard year policy that they they can go for. And at which point during that year you will be unable to purchase Microsoft points. So the transition yeah. period should be fine. Yeah, so you'll be able to spend, a, spend well, part. Part Microsoft the, points, part money, or, or whatever, to, to get rid of the last little bits of points. Exactly, got. yeah. Right. Looking at the, the dashboard just recently, um, it looks like they've already started implementing that because a lot of their games now are being advertised with, uh, with cash <clears> prices, a- actual currency. As yeah, opposed we, to we spoke about this a couple of episodes ago, didn't we? How we were confused. Well, I was confused because I don't use Microsoft. Uh, I don't use Xbox a lot. How some of the games are in money and some of the games are in uh, are in Microsoft points. Yeah, yeah um, the digital it, download it, games are in cash money. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot more prominent now, and you you can pick mm. uh, whether you pay in points or with actual money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why well, anyone would use points? Feed out now. Yeah. <laughs> do do we want to do do we want to do any more of a breakdown between the the, the, the Xbox One versus the PS4, or have we, have we pretty much covered it now? I think everybody's going to be covering the specs and everything else. The last thing that we haven't really spoken about is the exclusive games and stuff. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to bring up, or should we move on to the games? The specs are pretty much exactly the same, aren't they? Uh, it's a console. Yeah, apart from I mean, the fact that it is an x86 processor, so we were right again. It's the DDR3 um, on the Xbox and the GDDR5 on the PS4. Five. That's the gonna, one difference I can see. It's not going to make a difference. It won't make a fucking blind bit of difference. <laughs> At this point, with the power that they've got, it's not going to matter. No. The the one thing that I that does sort of <laughs> not concern me, but has um, bothered me, is the uh, the difference in prices. Now, a lot of people have been saying that the uh, the PS4 is a lot cheaper, but you'll have to buy the PlayStation Move camera. Now, is that a a um, 
a mandatory uh, peripheral or do no. you, you just no no it? no it's just sold separately and to be oh, honest right. okay. i just prefer to buy the connect separately uh I, yeah i'm not bothered i'm not bothered with the connect fucking keep no they, they're, they're pushing the connect in a big way that's how they're going to justify the extra 80 pound charge yeah but also that is... yeah, yeah again in the uk we get shafted what what is this all about so it's 499 dollars in in us money 429 yeah, four hundred ninety-nine dollars, four hundred twenty-nine pounds. Now I don't work in currency exchange, but it doesn't take a mathematical genius to work out that that ain't right. Well, the same for the fact that it's four hundred ninety-nine dollars and four hundred ninety-nine euros. Mm. Yeah. Whoa. Seriously, at what point are they going to stop shafting us? So by so by my mediocre calculations, by my, me just crunching a couple of numbers through exchange site currency exchange sites on the internet, we're out by thirty-five notes. <laughs> Yeah. So we're we're out of pocket by thirty five pounds in with the current exchange rate. That's a game. Half. Yeah. Oh, we get half a game. <laughs> half a game. But do you know what I mean? Well, I don't know. I don't care about the connect either. This is one of the, the big things. I don't. I'm not bothered. None of the connect. Like, this is one of those things where if they were bringing out a new piece of technology and I was looking at it thinking that looks quite cool, I'd like I'd like to give that a go. But the connect has already been out. I already know it's shit. I don't want it. I don't. I'm not bothered by it. I don't care that it's more sensitive. The games will still be shit. It doesn't matter how good the piece of technology is. If you aren't getting the games out that use it properly in a way that's entertaining in a game that I actually want to buy, I don't care about it. On um, I play a lot of NBA 2K13 and it's got Connect support in that. I don't use any of the actual like call out plays or whatever, but I get a bit angry when I play that. If someone scores on me, I swear, um, I get called out for technical fouls all the time. The game hears me swearing. <laughs> That's actually a good thing. <laughs> really? That's yeah, the referee cool. puts a, a personal foul on my player, a technical foul, saying that I've been swearing on the Did court. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. So it does have a few nice little things, but for the actual games itself, they're rubbish. I won't play them. I don't see the point in it. I honestly don't. I see I see the fact that they're, they're touting it as a, as a home cinema or a home entertainment device. I don't, I don't I want a console. I've got a home entertainment device already. I don't need another one. And that's why we go for the PlayStation 4. This is the thing. I just All of the selling points that Microsoft seem to be shooting for at the moment, to me, are looking like downsides. I, I, I genuinely, I'm struggling to see the reason to buy to buy an Xbox One. And to, it, it will probably end up coming down to the exclusive. But I'm, I'm not seeing anything in that that's going to sway me either way either. Yeah, I'm not getting either of them at launch. Maybe not even for one or two years after that. My 360 works perfectly. There's no reason to get rid of it. This and plus... This 360 games thing. will be cheaper. Yeah, well, this is the thing, because for, the, for a good while, at least a year, the games that are going to be coming out on the Xbox One are more than likely going to be coming out on the 360 as well anyway. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, half the time, when you go when a game like that comes out, you don't want it on the Xbox One, because in order to make it compatible with the Xbox 360, you know that it is not going to be using the Xbox One's full scope of power and technology to its full extent. No, it's going to be using the Xbox so 360 to the max, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it will be slightly shinier graphics on the Xbox One, but that's pretty much all you're going to get. This is what happened at the end of the PS2, well, when the PS3 came out, the PS2, some of the games that came out then, Shadow of the Colossus and things like that, oh. they pushed that console to the limit. Yeah, you, you finally got to see what it was really capable of yeah. when it wanted yeah. to shine. This is so another example of you don't quite see the... my 360 for another year or two. Yeah. You don't see the full power of the current generation until the next generation comes out. Yeah. Well, this is one of the things that really got me interested in another slight on uh, Microsoft, actually. Uh, I spoke about it briefly off stage, which was um, PlayStation were showing all their game footage 
on their on their stand up and on their announcement they showed all the game footage. This was game footage running off the PlayStation 4 development kits that are out in the market today. So what you saw there was what was running on the development kits. What Microsoft were running was running on a Hewlett Packard custom built PC running the 700 series on a GTX graphics card. Because they couldn't get the development kit to work properly for the Xbox that's, One. That's yeah, correct. Been having issues and with it for the last couple of months, haven't they? Not only that, they weren't even running it on Windows 8. They were running on Windows 7, so Microsoft's not even got love for that. It mm. was all very... This, this comes back to what I was saying last time about these developers marketing games that look better than we are ever going to see. So these are running on top graphics card, top kit machines, fantastic looking. We ain't ever... Even on the development kits, we're not going to see them not looking that good. Yeah, so lying, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, this, is how, this is how the game's going to look on our new console. By the way, not running on our new console. Just in case <laughs> yeah, you were wondering. Not one of them said those exact words, <laughs> but that was exactly right. Wasn't yeah. there a, a picture floating about with one of them, one of these high-end, high-spec machines that actually uh, blue-screened? Yeah, uh, there was one that was running did. Windows and um, Windows Seven, no less. Oh, this is the brilliant thing. Is and it, one of the it, other ones, one of the ones next to it, had blue screened. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, rock on, guys. Yeah, that was well done, Microsoft. I even love the fact that the Xbox One has got kind of a light version of Windows Eight built into it. Yet the PCs they were running the games on weren't even running Windows Eight. <laughs> <laughs> that, that tells you everything you, you sort of should be worrying about. Really. Right. Yeah. So are we, are we all in agreement with pretty much everybody else? I know that we're not normally uh, the kind of podcast that would talk about the, the mainstream stuff, but E3 is such a big thing that we, we can't really ignore it. But yeah. are we all in agreement with pretty much everybody else in, in so much that Microsoft and more specifically in my eyes, Don Matrick, screwed up quite badly at E3 and uh, Sony quite clearly walked away with certainly a PR win? Yeah. Now, I'll, I'm going to get a bit into Microsoft's corner at the moment. I'll play devil's advocate here, which they had a diamond, they had an ace up their sleeve that they did not play at E3. And a better console? No, something, something <laughs> that the X-Bone actually does that the PlayStation doesn't. Scott, you're now, still calling it that. No, we're not calling it that. It's not a thing. Stop it, Zero. Stop now, it, the Zero. <laughs> it's not X-Bone. not X-Bone. Stop it, Zero. That's something you hear a lot, but yeah, stop it, Zero. <laughs> it's not X-Bone. Are you talking about Skype, Zero? That's a killer no, app, No, I'm surely. actually talking about Family Share. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can play downloadable uh, games across ten players. Yeah, see, now instantly we're all like, oh, yeah. <laughs> How undersold was this? You can choose ten family members. They don't have to be your exact family connection or anyway. You basically specify ten mates. And any game that you have, you can kind of share between you as long as you're not kind of playing it at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, do you know why this is been undersold? not on the same console, though. <laughs> So no. you all have to be living in the same households. Nope, you do not need to be specified. No, you can share household. it out. It's a downloadable game. They can just play it on their console in a different room in the same house or in their own house or whatever. It's almost like magic numbers with BT. It's, mm -hmm. it's that kind of thing. You download yeah. a game, they get to play it. The one of the things that I think is the reason this has been undersold is it's not going to work. And at the same time, I think they're <laughs> going to can it in the end. I think they're going. I think that they'll they'll do a massive backtrack on this and they'll go. Actually, this was a really bad idea because we're not going. We're not going to let people share games. And then we're going to let people share games. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't well, make any sense. It's like well, two completely contrasting points. The yeah, I, they do. They do pretty much uh, contradict themselves. But um... if it comes to fruition, fantastic. 
If not, you heard it here first. Again. <laughs> Again. I mean, one of, one of the other things we're sort of avoiding is the, f- the amount of problems that the 360 had when that came out. I mean, Red Rings. Oh, and yeah. I'm that on my seventh on... 360 at the minute. Seventh? Yeah, seventh. That's fucking dedication, that is. <laughs> That's fucking hell. I mean, the, the 360 went on, then went on to be the sort of forefront of console gaming. I mean, for a lot of people, there are obviously going to be uh, PS3 players that, that disagree completely. But um, yeah, I th- I think it's going to get to the point where all of these things that people are complaining about are actually going to be the norm. And then when the next gen, next next gen comes out, we're going to be up in arms. And then a year later, <laughs> it'll be normal again. Yeah. It'll be the norm, but the thing is, I think this is the first time in my recent memory, at least, that the two major console manufacturers have done something that's so drastically different. They've mm. taken stances that are so contrasting to each other in terms of sharing games or whatever it is, that it could very well be that one of those points wins them the war. And I've got to say that one of the big, one of the massive reasons that I never got a PS3, I never got into a PS3, was the price. It was way too expensive when it first came out, in my opinion. Yeah. And Microsoft have stepped on that exact same mind this time round, where Sony have gone, well, we're going to make ours cheap, or cheap, you know, reasonably cheap, and Microsoft have made theirs more expensive. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's completely flipped over. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, we could, we're, we're treading old ground that pretty much everyone else has gone over on various mediums. I mean, Rich, you know that uh, I've had various Twitter shouting matches with <laughs> You arguing with people on Twitter? No. Because I've got naff or better to do. Um, <laughs> I mean, everyone's going to have their own opinions about um, about the PS3 or the... Um, uh, sorry, the PS4, rather, or the, the X-Bone. And I, at, the end, at the end of the day, I'm going to probably get both. It's just a case of which one do I get first? Yeah, I think it'll be down to the games for me at the end yeah. of it. Ga- games and price is where it's going to be. I think one thing to point out here is n- none of us have specifically bashed one or the other. We've reported what's happened, and we've said what the media response to this has been. What like, what plays out will play out. And I think yeah. it will be a, l- a lot of it will be down to price and down to games. But at the end of it, I think we need to... What we were wanting to point out was that Microsoft have made a bit of a snafu of this E3, and they're either going to backtrack or they're going to clarify what they meant Either way, the PR is not having a good day. It's not having Major Nelson right now. Oh, no. So I said, you know, this is what people said. This is what we think. And when it comes out, I'm like, Lewis, I will be getting both of them. I'm sure I will. But which one will become the gaming console? Which one will become the exclusive one? Mm. Let's wait and see. Yeah, we'll see. What I'll be doing is uh, playing PC. (laughs) (laughs) Which which we'll touch on later. And... um, (laughs) I think with that, we'll we'll move on to the top three after the break. And we're back with the regular feature, the Ready Player Two top three. Uh, this week, we're going sort of off-piste. Uh, Ross was in charge of picking the topic. He picked a topic for us. We started planning it. And <laughs> then halfway through last week, he just, or the beginning of last week, he decided that he was going to change it. And not tell us what the topic is going to be. So, uh, Ross, over to you. Yeah, it's a surprise. Right, I assume everyone's heard of uh, Desert Island Discs, yes? 
No. No. Kind of, yeah. Is okay. this a prerequisite? Holy shit. It's going to go well then. Oh, um, it is, it's a show on BBC Radio. Uh, get celebrities on. They pick their seven favourite tracks that they could listen to if they were stranded on Desert Island. Okay, so, okay. on this, I want you to pick me a console and then three, your top three games from that console as well that you would to take play if you were on a desert island. Yeah, obviously. How, okay. how, long, how long are we on desert island? Uh, I don't weeks? know. Why is it a, a long, a long time away? Yeah, you're stranded. Six years. Do we, oh, hang on a minute. Do we have Do we have an internet connection? Yes. Yeah, you have. There's power. Oh, there's I was say, it's a console, not a PC, Rich. Yeah, can, can, can I can I email someone to come and pick me up? <laughs> no. <laughs> so right, we have an internet okay. connection, so we can play the Xbox One. <laughs> are we yeah. are we within are we within the remit of one of the like is the island somewhere just offshore that that, that they have access to the Xbox One? Are we allowed to use that? Uh, it can be any console. They can have, they can have access to the entire consoles from the generations, but not PC. Yeah, you can have PC, but you're not going to win, basically, if you choose PC. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what fucking hell? All right. I love and it. I want Zero to go first. Right, easily off first off the bat would be Call of Duty and Black Ops 2. Simple you a, uh, a 360? 360 would be my choice. Okay. Do you only get to take one console? Yes, one console, and then your top three games that you could play over and over again. From that on that console? Yes. Okay. Okay, so Black Ops 2, Assassin's Creed 3, and could just share it because the games are fantastic, the multiplayer I could play on and on. And I guess I'll have to take um, Fatal Frame 2 Ooh. from the Xbox One. Because it works on the Xbox 360. Good choice. Um, so I can get a nice horror retro gaming in there as well. I like that. Okay. Cool. Um, Lewis. Uh, I'd, I'd have to go for the. <laughs> I'd have to go for the 360. The same as um, same as Zero. I can okay. pick the same console, can't I? You can. No, mine. He's not taking the only one. <laughs> Are we on the same island? Can we swap consoles and games? <laughs> Do we have to share consoles? Yeah, take Black Ops with you so you can play with him. Oh no, you can do split screen. You'll be alright, you'll be alright. Um, first one would have to be Fallout 3. Good choice. Game of the Year Game of the year edition, so I've got all the DLC. <laughs> Clever. Just to beef it out a bit. Uh, second game would have to be Red Dead Redemption. Again, Game of the Year edition with, with Undead, uh, Nightmare. Undead Nightmare and all the additional DLC so I could play Whoa, 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 You can't take all the DLC with you. That's cheesy, yeah, isn't it? It got, released, it got released as a disc. You can take it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. Game, game, of the year edition. game of the Year editions, yeah. And last but not least is one that I can't think of. <laughs> maybe I think, you've, I think you've won with those two anyway. Maybe Duke Nukem, so I actually finish it. <laughs> no. You just cost your points. Oh, yeah. it's gone. You'd walk into the sea and kill yourself, I think. Yeah, you would. <laughs> what, rather than finish it. Yeah. Brilliantly, I you know I told you guys that I took a load of games into trade in. I took Duke Nukem with me, and left the fucking disc <laughs> on the side. Uh, but they take in, it anyway. It's probably a better game PS. under those circumstances. Um, <laughs> left the disc in my PS3, and then when I took it back, uh, well, no, I didn't actually take it back. I'm, I plan on trying to finish it. <laughs> 
at some you point. You have to. Everybody voted for it. Yeah. You can't find. You've got to do it. Yeah. Okay. There's some good choices there. I'm not too sure about Junukum, but the other two decent. Uh, Rich, what are you going with? I have no idea. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. I can't Spot even the think one who cannot think on his feet. I have, I have no idea what spot games came out on what consoles. Yeah, spot the PC, spot the PC game. <laughs> um, okay, right. So I will take with me the original Xbox. Wow. So the Xbox now. I want to say Xbox One, <laughs> but that ain't going to work anymore. So the, ori- the original Xbox. I will take with me a game called Jade Empire. Yes. Classic. Because that was an excellent game, and it's got masses of replayability depending on what path you take. So you will get tons of time on the on the island, and you won't get too crazy and have to paint a face on a volleyball. Um, then I will take the now. Hang on a minute. That was care. I've got to be careful there. <laughs> I've got to be careful. Then I will take Ninja Gaiden. <sighs> Because I'll never complete it. So it'll give me plenty of time. <laughs> I'll have loads of time to play that. Um, uh, it should be all right. Do we get an infinite amount of pads? Because I did tend to throw pads around quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a tree that grows pads on. Oh, pad tree. Excellent. Yep. Right, I feel like a pad tree. A pad tree. <laughs> yeah, so we love pad this tree. island already. <laughs> Don't knock the pad tree. This is a bit of, an, is a, bit of a lost experience. There's a polar bear and a pad tree. Um, <laughs> and a random <laughs> internet connection. Yeah, there's an internet tree. Don't knock it. Um, Internet pebble. The final game I was going to take with me was Halo. But Halo didn't have online support. And I loved the multiplayer on Halo, but you had to play it split screen. Uh, When when did they introduce... Or what game did they... Well, play Halo 2 then. No, because that was shit. Um, I will take another game with me that potentially people have never heard of, but I absolutely loved it. And that game was called Death Row. And this was um, like, did anybody ever play uh, like Blood Bowl or um, what was that game on the Amiga? Uh, oh fuck! Um, Death Bowl, Death Bowl, Death Bowl. I, I know the one you're trying to say, but yeah, do you know what I mean? Oh god, what yes, was it called? Uh, fuck! I'm trying to remember the name. I'm sure speed it was like ball. Blood Bowl or Blood. Ah, uh, Speed Bowl. Speed Bowl. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Speed Bowl. Speed Ball on the Amiga. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like that, but basically it is inmates. So they take a load of inmates um, or like general teams and it is like a Frisbee game. So you've got two teams of five people and you can either beat the other team by scoring goals in the disc at their end by throwing the Frisbee or by beating the shit out of the other team. <laughs> like literally you could just, if you just decked and killed everybody on the opposite team, there were no rules in this game at all, you would win. Wow. So I'm gonna, I will take that with me because that's a massive replay value as well. And if anybody else has played Death Row, they'll know what I mean. And may it work, don't it? You could also use your, your ex, original Xbox for shelter if it started to rain as well. That's true. <laughs> a stepping stone. Signaling an aircraft. Yeah, and I can and I can uh, like practice swimming off the island by bench pressing it. <laughs> yeah, I, this is just loads of plus sides. <clears throat> okay, this is this is pretty close. Um, and if it all got too much, you could just. Drop it on your head. <laughs> there you go, you see, it's a suicide device as well. Okay, well, also on Desert Island Discs, they allow allowed to take, uh, they get given the complete works of Shakespeare and the Bible, so presumably that's their toilet roll and sorted. Um, you're also allowed to take one luxury item with you. Uh, oh, well, I can already think what this is. Okay. So, a boat. 
What would you have? Like, you can't have a fight. You can't have anything yeah, to help you get off the island. Oh damn. Um, okay. So let's try a little t- something that will make me have an obvious winner here. What's your luxury items? I'm gonna have all fine, so I could phone for help. That's the reason we'll get you off the island. This is the problem. You can have a mobile. Um, so you couldn't. You couldn't contact anyone. Much like being with Vodafone, then. Yeah. <laughs> For instance, Ricky Gervais took a uh, a, a lifetime supply of um, Valium with him. Okay. <laughs> You're allowed to take an infinite amount of something. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. This is a hard one now. Oh, mm. There's so many this long to... blank space. It's going to have to be cut out of this. As we're all sort of going off shit. That's what I'm going. Oh God. Do I take lots of beer or do I take something with tits? <laughs> Drink enough beer, you'll have tits. What about, <laughs> what about lactating beer tits? <laughs> tits that you can... That just spin. sounds wrong. Like, no way that you're going to spin that is going to make it sound okay. Milk the podcast from... title this week, anyway. <laughs> lactating beer tits. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're there playing Assassin's Creed. Be right back. Udder. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to work. I've got one. Oh, okay. Sorry, what you got? I, I, I would take as my luxury item... The cast of Ready Player Two, so I've got something to game with. Oh, <laughs> oh I think we've got a winner. But what... <laughs> <laughs> Going for the brown nose points. Hang on, that's lots of things, though. That's like four people. I would, take, I would take everybody else that plays Death Row. <laughs> <laughs> so no one else with you. I've got people to play with. Oh, you're not allowed to take anybody else. Okay. Um, so you, is he not allowed to take the cast of Ready Player Two? No. He can talk to us oh. on Skype. That's about it. We can't help him. We can't oh, rescue him. <laughs> oh, so we could still record the podcast, then? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll be all right. Oh, uh, no, that would mean I'd have to change my my original answer. <laughs> I was going to say, I would take a PSN Plus subscription. Oh, I know what I'd take. Go on, Rich, but I take. can't. A PC. Fuck the <laughs> lot of you. <laughs> I'd take a dog. I've got Steam. I can download all the games that I want. I win. I would I like- simply take a dog. I like Sarah's answer. A bit of company. Yep, mm-hmm. company that doesn't going to argue with me too much. <laughs> and also food if uh, the extremes happen. <laughs> That's actually it, guys. Because I've actually ate dog. So. <laughs> oh yeah, my not? god! What's happening? Uh... It tastes like pork, by the way. <laughs> okay. I didn't need to know that. If I'm being totally honest. It's not too bad. Presumably, it's, it's not. It's not just like, you know, you. Pet Fido, you just no, no, it's cattle based, cattleized. Yeah. <laughs> what you just your luxury, Lewis? Uh, I don't know <laughs> about a lifetime supply of Novocaine. So if you get too fake, that's gonna be a killer, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. A lifetime supply of pharmaceutical drugs. <laughs> <laughs> My God, we Just do not condone pharmaceutical drugs on this podcast used in a recreational way. <laughs> Just like to point that out. All right. Can I take a chemistry set as well so I can, like, mix them? No, 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 no. We're not condoning. No, co- uh, no coffee. Coffee? <laughs> My God, the contrast. A lifetime supply of coffee. And a cup. Not just like a straw in a vat. Oh my god! I can't breathe. All right, uh, I have a. You have ranked her in order now. Um, Hang on, whoa, 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 hang on. Before we, before you pick, what would yours be? Just 
on the uh, oh, Alvin. Bad, is, don't ask me. Um, like, no, what, take... what? like we've <laughs> like we've had time to think about. It's <laughs> a fucking good question. So yeah, I'd probably take yeah, a really good question. Super Nintendo, and good. I would take Super Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, Super Mario World. Is that the okay. first SNES one? And also uh, the Land. Turtles um, side-scrolling arcade beat 'em up because yeah, I can play that endlessly. Not a huge amount of replayability in some of those games. Oh, Mario like, Kart, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll yeah just Mario Kart. Endlessly. What about your luxury item? <sighs> hmm. Better console. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't actually thought about it. Oh, one. I should have taken a second pad so my volleyball could play. Oh, no, we've got a pad tree. It's okay. <laughs> There's a pad tree. You're fine. <laughs> There's a pad tree. We're fine. Uh, a luxury item. I thought you would have taken Rufus, even if you could take Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the other room. I can't say that. Um, no, I think along with you your can, lines, just I'll very take, quietly. Uh, I'll take tea. A lifetime supply of tea bags and milk and sugar, obviously. No, you're not allowed milk and sugar. You're only allowed to pick one thing. Tea, those, a lifetime those, supply of tea making equipment. Those oh, coffees no, then that come with milk and sugar already in the pistachios. Instant. Oh, I but, see. Yeah. I see. There you go. Oh no. Can That's you good. imagine somebody coming up in a boat to rescue you? <laughs> Can you imagine somebody turning up for one of us? Like, I mean, granted, it wouldn't look too weird with me just sat there with a PC and a fucking Xbox, but <laughs> with you guys, yeah, they turn up. You've got a fucking SNES. Which is already weird, right? And then you've just got like 15,000 crates of instant tea behind you. Twitching. Uncontrollably. Why didn't I bring toilet paper? Fuck! Alright, so our winner this week, just going on the the console that you chose to take, I'm going to go with you, Rich. Yes! they're, They're brilliant games. I've never played the last one, but the other two are brilliant. Good, thank you. So yeah, you're our winner. Um, if you want to let us know what you you would take on a desert island with you, just let us know through Twitter or Facebook. I call shenanigans. That's bollocks. <laughs> yeah, I call shenanigans on that shit. You're taking Call of Duty, Sarah. You're not even that. I didn't like Justice Three either. Was it was it Duke Nukem that let it down for me? Would I have won had <laughs> I not taken Duke Nukem? It was. You can't base it. my ed- huh? It was. I'm afraid. You you can't base that on. Just my entire <laughs> answer on that one game. See, that's a sanity game. That's surely that's a sanity game because you've only got three games with you, right? At the point that you're on the desert island, and you start thinking to yourself, "This is okay." Then you know it's over. <laughs> you, know you fucking <laughs> brought an Xbox. You can play half those games on a 360 anyway. Yeah, until it red rings. <laughs> yeah, okay, quite hot. the latest 360. <laughs> can I, I, I call shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> After our last game night, uh, when we were playing Modern Warfare 2, I believe, um, or 3, Three. Modern Warfare 3, yeah, that's it, um, a couple of the guys were, that we were playing with, uh, John, uh, Tequila Ninja, and uh, Tony, uh, Mr. Tony P, um, asked us about what was the best way to upgrade an old PC to be able to cope with most of the modern games? Um, now, yeah. I'm not a PC, a massive PC player. Um, I never really have been. But 
as I'm sure you're aware, Rich is. <laughs> I may have mentioned this a couple of times. <laughs> given that his luxury item would be a PC. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, Rich has... If you can see the running order, Rich has actually done quite a lot of um, pre- preparation for this because, to be honest, most of us don't really know much about PCs. Um, so, Rich, over to you. All right, okay. Well, there's a, there's a couple of things with this because one of the things that I noticed with E3 is there's a lot a lot of the games. You know, normally you get your console exclusives. Yeah. So a lot of the games that are coming out are exclusive to one console or, or another. There's an awful lot of games especially on the PS4, that are also coming out on PC, which I think is a sign of the times. So they're, they're exclusive to the PS4, but they're also PC as well. The Xbox One isn't going to be getting them, but they are going to be on PC. I think this is a good time to own a PC, especially with the new consoles being both being x86. They're both x86-based, and they're as close to a P, to PC architecture as you can get nowadays. So I think you'll probably find that a lot of the newer games will be coming out on PC or on Steam specifically, as well as coming out on the consoles. I've got an old, a really old PC now in terms of PC. I've, I've got a four-and-a-half-year-old PC. It's still using DDR2, right. and I, I play all the latest games. I play all the latest games pretty much on maximum graphics on it. So about four-and-a-half years ago, I spent £800 buying this PC. In the interim, I have spent about £230 on various bits and bobs of upgrades, and it's still playing everything, all the brand-new stuff. So you're a thousand pounds into this console. About yeah, about a thousand pounds into it. But then if you've bought seven Xbox three sixties, I would imagine you're not far off. <laughs> I've only bought two or actually uh oh, okay. ones refurb ones from Xbox. Oh, okay. But it one one massive thing that I will say, don't sell your PC or don't get rid of your PC. If you've got an old DDR two PC that you think you need to get rid of because you're not going to be able to play the latest stuff, don't get rid of it. You will be able to upgrade it to make it work with the latest games and stuff. The biggest things that... Did you, the, the memory, the amount of memory that you've got on the PC does not matter as much as people think that it does. The powerhouse that drives your PC is your graphics card. So as long as you've got a decent graphics card, it doesn't have to be ridiculously expensive, as long as you've got a decent graphics card driving everything, you will be able to play a lot of the more modern games. And that I, I was running a, a Radeon uh, 4870 or 4, no, 4750X2 I was running, which is a four-year-old graphics card now. It was very, very good and very expensive at the time. It was about £340 when I bought it. Oh. And I've replaced it with a NVIDIA... Um, now, I think it was a 560 Ti, which only set me back at about £140 total. Uh, and at the same time, I got a new hard drive, which is a crucial M4, 128 gig uh, SSD. Just adding those two things to my PC has basically brought it up to date. It will pretty much play everything now. I'm playing Daisy on full graphics. I'm playing everything on full graphics. So the biggest things that you want to look at are if you are if you're having slowdown on your PC, you need to look at your graphics card. I mean, if you've got about two gigs worth of RAM, you're going to probably need to be looking at upgrading your memory. But if you've got four gig, you should be fine. Four gigs worth of memory, as long as it's of a reasonable speed, you will probably be okay. The graphics card will take a big hit when it comes to this and also page your page file your paging on your pc will be doing a lot of work and that's one of the major reasons to get a solid state drive if you've got an ssd sorry, sorry so you can get you can overpower 
a graphics card, can't you? If it's too powerful for your system, it really will slow it down. And <sighs> it's a bit difficult. It depends. It depends on a lot of things. This is the problem with PCs. This is if you're going to build your own PC, it can depend on an awful lot of things. Yeah. If you've got too much RAM, it can be a downside. If your processor is really fast and you've not got enough memory, or you've not, or your paging isn't quick enough on your hard drive, then it's not going to be a downside having the processor being really quick, but it's certainly going to throttle it. So it is about getting a balance. Yeah. I think a really good investment at the moment, if you haven't got one, is a solid state drive. So if you're not massive on PCs and you don't know what a page file is, pretty much what it, what it is, is your memory, your RAM that's in your PC. When you run out of RAM, or a lot of the time, to be honest, depending on how the game's coded, even if you haven't run out of the, the available pool of RAM that you've got, the game will page, which effectively means that it's going to write stuff to the hard drive. So a lot of the time, when the game loads, when it comes up with the little loading bar, what it's actually doing is paging some of the most used textures and other bits and bobs that the game is going to need while it's running to the hard drive. If you've got a spinning hard drive that is going to take time to access those areas of the drive, to read all of that stuff, it's going to slow everything down. If you've got an SSD and your page file is on your SSD, so it can read a lot quicker, there's no moving parts in a solid-state disk. It's, it's kind of like a memory card. Yeah. It's going to be a hell of a lot quicker. So every time it goes to load a new area or load new textures or whatever it is, it's going to be a shit ton quicker. If you've got a lot of RAM, if it's a well-coded game, then it will pre-cache a lot of the stuff in memory. But a lot of the time they won't do that because they don't assume that you've got all that much. So having a fast hard drive is a massive plus. So one of the first things that I will say is if you haven't got an, F an SSD running your, at least your page folder, probably your whole OS, I've got 128 gig SSD. That's got my, that's got Windows 7 on it. And that's running my page file, which is what it will do as by default. And then all my games and everything I install on a separate, separate drive. So that is one massive thing that I will say. SSD is, is a big upgrade if you've got an older PC. And then I would look at, um, at your graphics card. And you can get like a, a, an Asus, so it's a good branded GeForce GTX 660, which is a 2 gig of GDDR5 graphics card for about 170 quid, which might seem like a lot of money, but in terms of graphics cards for PCs, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. For for a pretty recent graphics card, and that is gonna that will kick ass. That will kick the ass of pretty much any game that is out at the moment, and you'll be fine with that. So that's it. That's upgrading old PCs. Do, do you guys have you got any questions? Because I could talk about PC components and stuff until the cows come home. And it all <laughs> depends on your rig. It all depends on what you've got in your computer. But if you've got a really old processor, obviously you're going to want to upgrade your processor as well. But I'm assuming that if you've got a four-year-old PC, that your processor is probably capable of doing what you need it to do. It just might be that your graphics card is a little bit out of date. Here's one for you. Okay. The one I keep seeing about it, and like you go into the shops, you're looking for like a special memory upgrades because it's something I, I use a lot of memory for, like video editing and such. Yeah. Now, you see all these brands of like the memory the memory cards are like Vengeance being one of the popular ones. The Corsair Vengeance. That's the one, the Corsairs. Do they physically make a like, big difference or anything? They is, it just brand, is it just branding hype all a, over it? A lot of the time it's branding. A lot of the time it's branding. Um, it, it, it can depend. So what, you, so what you'll look at is you'll look at the speed of the memory. A lot of the time, if you're looking at a graphics card, if you go somewhere like PC World and you go to buy a PC and it's got, you know, two gig of memory or two gig graphics card, what it's not telling you is what the speed of that is. It's not telling you how fast that memory is. It's not telling you what the timings are. The more the finer points of things that you're actually probably going to want to know, if you're really looking to upgrade your machine. A lot of the time, 
if you get one type of memory that is exactly the same timing and exactly the same speed as another type of memory, there will be no difference. You right. will notice no difference. The biggest difference you will get is when you go to overclock your PC. So if you decide that you want to try and ramp everything up faster than it was intended to go, if you have a good brand and if you have probably heat sinks on the memory or something like that that will, that will help dissipate all the heat when it starts getting clocked over uh, the, the speeds it was intended to go originally, then, yeah, that will make a difference. And the other massive thing that you will always get with good brands is reliability. Because that's one thing that you've always got to look at. And one thing that, is, that stumbles PC gamers a lot of the time, if you're building your own PC, if something breaks, you can't send the entire rig back to the manufacturer because they're not going to work out what's gone wrong for you. No. If you bought your, your graphics card from one place and your memory from another place and your motherboard from another place, if something goes wrong, you need to be able to work out what it is because you need to send the component that's broken back. Yeah. So it is quite important to make sure that you spend a little bit of extra money making sure that you get decent branded stuff. And Corsair is a good brand. So it's worth it from that point of view because a lot of the time you'll get the reliability. All right, okay. here's one for you. What would be your budget? Right, you've got no computer parts whatsoever. What's your budget for building a PC that would run everything nowadays from scratch? And who would you use to get it from? Okay. With a monitor and keyboard and mouse or assuming that you've already got a monitor? Assuming monitor, just go for the base unit itself. £800 would be, would be my top end. You can go cheaper than that. I think you could probably get everything that you needed to run all the latest stuff for about 650 but if you want it to be future proof if you want to be able to continue playing the latest game for the next yep. few years which is exactly why i bought my rig i mean like i say mine's four years old now but it is still playing everything at top whack and if i didn't touch anything that was in this rig right now it will still play games all right i might need to not run it at max graphics but it will still play all the latest games probably for the next two or so years so it is an investment. You need to make sure that you buy the right stuff and it will last you a long time. Mm. But I would say to get one that's going to last you, £800. To get Fantastic. one that is going to last you a couple of years and maybe need upgrading after a couple of years, um, 650 And I personally, I I use Novatech. I don't know if anybody else uses them. No, yeah, I usually I'm... use eBuyer. How do you? Yeah, I always use Novatech. I'm just looking on their, their website now, Rich. Let me know what you think to this. It's a, uh, a Novatech bare bones bundle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says it's a uh, an AMD Bulldozer FX8 core 8320 processor. Okay. Uh, two 4 gigabyte DDR3 1600 megahertz memory. Yeah. Uh, Novatech Gaming Tower, 750 watt gaming PSU, and an AMD 970 chip. That's currently okay. £329. Okay, the AMD stuff is a lot cheaper at the moment. It probably will be a lot cheaper. I think AMD were battling against Intel for quite a long time. Yeah. And eventually they worked out that they're not going to beat them in the power stakes. It was almost a bit of a Nintendo, Microsoft and Sony thing where they went, look, we're probably not going to end up beating them in the raw power stakes. So what we're going to do is drop all of our prices. So the AMD slash ATI graphics cards are considerably cheaper than the NVIDIA ones, and the the AMD processors are considerably cheaper than the Intel ones. They're not as good. But... Who, who would you go for? I would go for <clears throat> Intel for processors, and I would go for NVIDIA for graphics cards at the mm. moment. But 
a lot of the um, a lot of the ATR AMD offerings for graphics cards right now are very strong, very strong, and you will pay considerably less for them than you will for the Nvidia equivalent. You will probably it's probably a 30-50 ratio roughly from my point of view. So what you will do is you'll probably pay in some on some occasions 50% less, which is a massive saving. Well, but you will get 30% less power. Mm. So it's not half price for half power, it's half price for 30% less power ish. That's, That's not trade-off. always the case. It's it's a pretty good it is a pretty good trade-off. And if you buy the higher end AMD stuff, then yeah, you you will get really really good. I know a lot of people that still use AMD slash ATI graphics cards, and they are very very good pieces of kit. I always used to swear by ATI graphics cards. Always, it's only recently that I've switched over to Nvidia. So it all depends on what you're going. One massive thing that I will say is, if you are buying PC kit, unless you're made of money, never buy the current generation. Never ever ever spend your money buying the latest graphics card or the latest whatever it is that comes out. Always go one generation behind, sometimes two generations behind. If you look at reviews, a lot of the time, especially if you look at the TI series of graphics cards that are done by NVIDIA, if you look at the, the 560 Ti or the, uh, the 640 Ti, I think they came out a little while ago, what they pretty much do is they will make a graphics card that, or a chipset that is so good that they will bring out kind of a special edition of it. Right. And... That's what you want to be looking at. That's the kind of generation that you want to be looking at because you will pay, compared to the current generation, when the latest graphics card comes out, you are looking at about £370 for the latest graphics card. The generation behind will probably be about 220 maybe even a little bit cheaper. So if you look at reviews for the previous generation, a lot of the time you will probably find, especially if you look at somewhere like Tom's Hardware, Tom's Hardware does comparison charts, for all of the different types of graphics cards and processors and stuff like that. So if you go to Tom's Hardware, you can literally look at a chart that will tell you how powerful a previous piece of kit is compared to a new piece of kit. And I guarantee you that the new piece of kit, yes, it's better, but it is not worth £150 more. Right. It's not £150 better than the previous generation. Yeah. So always buy the previous generation because you will get much, much more value for money. Way, way more value for money. So before we started the podcast, we picked a winner for the Steam code for The Walking Dead, uh, which we ran a competition for on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we had a massive uh, input of people asking us about it and retweeting it because that was kind of how you want it. Um, <laughs> and through the randomizer that we used, it came up with James... Bricknell or Keridor, who won the Steam code. So congratulations, James. Congratulations, James. Yeah. Congratulations, Matt. Well done. Congratulations. That Thank is an amazing prize. I've been playing through those this week, and I love those games. Yeah. Enjoy your brilliant, brilliant games. Yeah. If you do want an update, give us a comment. Tell, tell us what you think of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely do. Okay, congratulations. Yeah, well done. Thank you very much for everybody who entered the competition. Thank you, everybody who is supporting us and retweeting us and getting us out in the world. We will have more competitions coming soon. So don't worry if you didn't win this time. We're going to have loads of stuff to give away. This has been the end of Ready Player 2, Episode 6. I've been iLewis87, and you can catch me on all the usual social medias. On the internet. Just Google it. Yeah, Yeah. just Google it. As we said last week, just Google me. (laughs) That is your Um, catchphrase now. Yeah, just just Google me. That'll be on the back of my shirt at Eurogamer. <laughs> you want my number? Just Google me. Just Google me. Uh, Ross, what about you? Uh, Say yes. goodbye. 
Thank you very much. On Twitter, I am um, at RossBell1984, or I run the Twitter account for Man of the Post, which is the f- football podcast. Obviously, there's no more podcast this season because it's finished, but we'll be back soon. Um, I was also on the podcast of Wisdom last week. Which was uh, bloody good. Yeah, did you all enjoy it? Yeah, it was I really liked it. Yeah, I've never listened to them episode. before, but no, I very, very much enjoyed that. Inappropriate. Yeah, I made some inappropriate comments about a former drug user, wrestler, but yeah. apart from that, let's keep yeah. over that. Taking the piss out of people's addictions is always hilarious, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. It's yeah, always exactly. very good. This is the, the podcast for the Palace of Wisdom website, isn't it? Yes, the, yeah, the website is thepalaceofwisdom.co.uk, and the podcast is the Podcast of Wisdom, and they've also got the Podcast of Wisdom Gaming Show and Geek Show, and soon to be the Wrestling Show, which will feature me as a host. Ooh, check out you going to the other side of the fence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> other side of the ropes, more like. Check them out, they're brilliant. They've got a forum, they've got an updated website every day with five or six news items. Um, yeah, lots of well, don't, don't spend too much time on their website. Come back to ours every now and again. <laughs> yeah. we, we might post something, you never know. Don't forget us. Oh, okay. Zero? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Zero Blade. You can find me on all the social mediums under Zero Blade. Rich. Rich. Oh, was that it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't much else to say. Can you go caught into that Jesus. one? I, I'm Rich. I'm also known as, known as Zebwen or Newbie5. You can find me on Twitter at Zebwen, Z-E-B-W-E-N. You can find me on YouTube, Newbie5, N-E-W-B-E-5. Thank you very much for listening. We love you. Have you got any new videos coming out soon, Rich? Probably. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of shit going on with me the last week, so I haven't had a chance to upload anything, but I do have a lot of stuff that's ready to come out soon, so I will be uploading new videos shortly. Which was the last one, the one of us playing uh, unsuccessfully. Yeah, the last one. Yeah, the last one was us unsuccessfully robbing a bank. The next (laughs) one will be us successfully robbing a bank, and shortly after that, hopefully, will be a lot of us successfully doing other things. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike the video we, we played the other day, and that didn't go so well either. But we'll have good videos. Coming up shortly. <laughs> we played this afternoon and it all went horribly wrong. So. <clears throat> it's all intentional. If anybody watches these videos and think we're complete idiots, it's completely intentional. We do it for comic value. Again, this has been Ready Player Two, Episode Six. Thank you and good night. Good night, everybody. Bye bye. All the previous episodes. Mm. Or good morning if you're on the bus, it's going to work. <laughs> oh, good morning, everybody. <laughs> bye. No, I think with the running order, we can just let Rich fill it in and we just play off that. <laughs> I can't because I made babies. <laughs> Making babies. Good evening. Hello. I don't think he's going to make any more. No, that's it now. <laughs> no. I think I pretty much covered most of what I've been talking about, what I've been playing recently. We've been playing loads of stuff. We didn't talk about us playing Black Ops. We didn't talk about us playing Walking Dead. We didn't talk about how I've got a massive schlong. Nothing. Um, I'm back. Cool. I'm on the bed. It's about to get sexy up in here. <laughs> sexy I'm time. still naked. Sexy time with rods. Still naked. I mean, still. From what? When you went to that playground earlier. From earlier. <laughs> yeah, from earlier. From hey, it's Sunday. Like it's lucky if I get my pants on on a Sunday. Seriously. <laughs> I think everybody around you is lucky if you get your pants on on Sunday. <laughs> I think they would count it as a blessing, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> You win! Perfect! Hold up! 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 